Hi everyone, welcome to the Blackwell Podcast, where we love Life is Strange more than we try and beat our own score in Mustard Party 2. I'm Jamie, joined always by Joey. Heyo. Aaron. Hi. Sean. Hey. And Zach. Howdy, partners. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> good. Pretty good. We did it. We did it. We made it through the intro. Yes. <laughs> this, is like our, this is like our fourth attempt Yeah. the intro. Uh, yeah. Because basically a bunch of stuff happened, so yeah, so far so good. Alright, so today's episode is going to be about a little game that um, was announced during E3, and that came out last Monday, which was The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Oh yeah. Came out of fucking nowhere, to be honest. Yeah. 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 And, um... It's 100% uh, free? Yeah. So yeah, this episode's going to be... About general discussion, then we'll talk about little things that we notice in game. Um, so this is going to be like full spoilers. Um, you've been warned you in the intro. Definitely play it. You've been warned before now. Before you yeah. listen to this, it's completely free. It's totally free. It's and no it's totally worth your time. Um, we forbid you from listening in, yeah. unless you've played it. This is kind <laughs> of like a final warning. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Chris dies. <laughs> this is your final um, warning. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> falls out of his treehouse and he dies. It's a great yeah. game. What, what, what <laughs> GG. If that actually is though. Well, that's what me and my friend were saying. We're like, is that he was kind of my yeah. first thought. I absolutely thought he was gonna die, and I was gonna be like, oh god, this is really fucking dark. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought like season two was gonna be dealing with like, you know, partially dealing with like, oh, like the Charlie's effects of the like protagonist his kid's or death. something. Guys, come yeah. on, nobody <laughs> ever dies in life is strange. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh that's, no, okay. never. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna give a quick confession. <laughs> Every time that I was like replaying it, whenever like I wasn't streaming it, I always was saying, you know, Charlie, like Charlie from like Danny DeVito from Always Sunny. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, listen. You gotta stop drinking, Charlie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, let's talk about what we all thought about yeah, the game. I'll offer you a nice egg and these Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, night crawlers, Charlie. <laughs> oh no! Um, the night crawlers sound like a villain that Captain Spirit would fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so general thoughts on it. Yeah. Like opinion coming off. I thought it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I thought Chris was really likable, of course. Uh, it absolutely did capture the whole. Uh, vibe that they were obviously trying to put out which was like recapturing the like childlike experience of make-believe and stuff like that um <coughs> kind of uh, even even hitting really close to home with the whole like you know coping using uh escapism uh yeah that was like mm-hmm. that was really well done and uh really relatable um i'm well i was gonna say i'm really excited about i have some theories and i'm really excited about some of the things that happened and what they could spell for season two, but we'll get back to that later. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, what did you guys think? I loved it. I'm fucking Life is Strange trash, so... Uh, <laughs> of course. Of course we I, all like, loved it. As soon as I saw the trailer during E3, I was, like, fucking pumped. Like, as soon as, like I said, like, Square Enix and then Don't Nod. Yeah, I was, like, was... Man, what... It came out... Was it in the Xbox? Yeah, one? the Microsoft one. Yeah, I was I was really yeah. bummed uh, because 
I expected it to, I, if there was anything Life is Strange coming out, I was expecting it all to hit during a Squeenix uh, yeah. conference, and I had to work during that. So I was, like, really bummed, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just have to, like, catch the news on Twitter while I'm at work or something. And right. so I was just watching the Xbox trailer, like, passively, or the Xbox conference, and when that came on, I was like, oh, my God, this is blowing me away. And uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I jumped up out of my seat, to, and I was like, <laughs> I think I must yeah. have yelled something. And uh, I remember looking at Amy, and I was, like, so excited. And uh, and she was, like, kind of confused. She hadn't caught on that it was Life is Strange yet. I was like, this is Life is Strange. This is obviously Life is Strange. You could, like, tell from yeah. the the art and the yeah. trailer yeah it's super cool um i so i'll have to ask forgiveness from our uh, our don't nod overlords but i was skeptical after i saw it um just because like i i mean i knew that it was going to be completely different and i'm, I'm a little i was a little cautious just with my expectations but uh i for those who don't know, I just played the game today, um, shortly before we started, and it was awesome. Uh, the feel was exactly right. Um, I, I even texted my buddy, and I, I was just like, it gets me every time how immersive these games are. I uh, I sat for about an hour and a half yeah. without, you know, just like playing straight through, and then I had to get up because I realized I was in, like insanely hungry. Um, but I was just like lost in that world, and they did such an amazing job with introducing these characters and and you know uh, uh the backstory and all that and it was super it was heartwarming and yeah i mean chris is great and uh there were there were some hard parts for sure but um overall i, I loved it yeah it was uh it was awesome uh it was adventurous uh if i had to give it a military rank i would say <laughs> It's Captain. Oh. And it had a lot of skills. <laughs> I thought we were. I thought the Blackwell podcast was going to have a new official rating system where we rate <laughs> things by military rank. <laughs> Maybe. I'm done here. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, it. Made me cry. It made me laugh. Uh, it definitely definitely hit home in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, I don't understand why Don't Nod hates parents so much, um, but it makes for it makes for compelling stories. Um, I had a lot of Hot Dog Man content, which yeah. is always welcome, and uh, it was really it was it was like just extremely heartfelt, extremely um, relatable, and they did a good job of just like immediately making Chris like just this precious, precious little son that we must protect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, uh, I mean, like I knew, I knew, um, Alex had said in the past that life is strange two was going to be a lot different than season one. Um, I didn't know what that meant, but I think we can see now that it's going to be possibly dealing with uh, with more like younger younger kids and like kind of coping at that age, and also dealing with like uh, abusive parent, and so we'll probably probably won't be seeing like any sort of like romance type thing, um, if it is from Chris's perspective. I can't imagine that being in there. But uh, 
I'm really I'm really excited for season two. And definitely. Um, I really liked it. I was it was really different at first, obviously, and like I feel like anybody else, I was I I at least was a bit skeptical going in, just because I have so much love for all the characters we've already had. But like, obviously, I was open minded and stuff. But um, I really liked it, and I thought they did a really good job of telling the story that they were trying to tell. Like I I don't know how else to describe it. Like it just felt like it meant something. Like it, like you said, it was really heartfelt and. I really liked the story, and Chris instantly became my son, <laughs> and he's, I really liked Chris's character, I thought he was really cute, I, I was a bit worried that, because I don't normally like playing as little, like, younger characters, but I really liked playing as Chris, I thought he was, his little, his comments and stuff were really cute, and um, I think the way they kind of, I was speaking to my friend about this, the way they kind of addressed uh, dealing with, like, an abusive or, like, alcoholic parent as, like, a young child felt really real and, like, true to how it is to be in that situation. Like, as someone who has been in that situation, like, a lot of the kind of uh, justifying that Chris did of his dad's actions of, like, being, like, oh, and, like, showing that he's not always, like, a bad guy. Like, he's not always a shitty person. Like, he has his good moments as well, which makes it really conflicting for you as like a small child to be like oh that that what they're doing isn't okay because you know that there's that, that good side to them as well i just thought that came from like a really real place and like i know i could relate to that so let's talk about the actual game instead of just talking about a general overview so you start off um seeing some beautiful footage of um outside chris's house in beaver creek oregon or just on the outskirts anyway where chris is um He's just being him. He's just being a nice old kid. It's like Playing a with, um, day in the life. Playmobiles. What is it, like Saturday? Yes, yeah, it's a Saturday. It is. Saturday morning. Playing. Yeah. So, And you see him playing with some Playmobiles on a spaceship. And um, you get to design his costume. Yeah. That was cool. That was yeah. Really cool touch. Where yeah. did everybody... How do you get the cool helmet? Was... I didn't get the cool helmet. Is that it's... when you pick, like, helmet or mask? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I picked Mask, because that's what he had in the trailer, and I felt that was appropriate. But then I saw how cool the helmet was, and I regretted my choice. Because the helmet's awesome. Yeah. Um, Um, Definitely colorful suit, and heavy armor. Yeah. Because Kevin's beard don't fool around. (laughs) (laughs) I did um, the exact opposite of that. I did (laughs) helmet. So you did light armor and dark colors? Yeah, exactly. And it looked red. I went, I went light and light colors, I guess. <laughs> and I got the mask as well. Oh yeah. I like the mask. Um, I went. Uh, I can't remember. I think first playthrough I did uh, helmet, um, heavy armor, uh, and um, colorful colors. I uh I chose to make my captain spirit uh very roguish. <laughs> so I went light armor, dark colors, and mask. That's definitely yeah, on brand for Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um so a little bit of a fun fact regarding all of our um outfit choices. I wanna f- sh- uh, shout out to Norman who was um 
an FQA tester who was um, kind enough to share some knowledge with me. Um, the um, the outfit that you chose for Captain Spirit would oh 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 you good? Okay. Um, all right. Okay, um, so let me re restart real quick. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Normand, who's um, an FQA taster in, um, in Montreal, who shared some knowledge with me um, about Captain Spirit, which I'll kind of share throughout the uh, the episode. But depending on the color scheme of your costume actually determines on the color of your logo on the main menu screen. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. So oh, if nice. you chose red and black, it would be, you know, a red um, Cabin Spirit, whilst um, if you chose colourful, it would be blue. And oh, grey cool. is apparently if you ha don't have a save altogether. Hmm. Hmm. That's really cool. That's neat. I like that. That's a really nice touch. And, and the cool thing is with um, Captain Spirit, it's like you can pretty much do more or less anything you want, really. Um, yeah, it's... Um, so, I think... I think the one trigger that you have to do... In order to uh, finish wait, it, finish it is to f put the cape on. Uh, oh, um, I thought you meant like talk to uh, Charlie about you know have breakfast first. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I mean, like once you get into the sort of free realm of it, um, where like the, the different tasks. Oh yeah. Um, I think because I think Charlie falls asleep when you. Uh, when you put the cape on, oh. if if I'm correct, he falls uh, asleep after 23 minutes. Oh, is it time -based? after the breakfast? Yeah, huh? And oh, all okay. events actually pause that timer. Okay, like you, Norman. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I thought I thought it was because like the cape was supposed to be like Captain Spirit's ability to fly. Because what Chris says about like you had to have a cape to fly, and uh, given given the ending, I thought that was like what the trigger was. Huh. You do actually need the cape for for um. What, a few of the tasks, which I'll kind of talk about later, but mm -hmm. let's kind of touch about um, the conversation between Charlie and Chris first, since you know after that we can kind of talk about everything, like all the like tidbits and stuff. All right. So, cool. like our first impressions of Chris and Charlie are like good parents, well, a good dad, you know. Until like, for me, it was like when to you know the bruise on the arm and the alks alcohol. I was like. Hmm. Oh no, you know. Right. <clears throat> it's like I don't like you anymore, dude. I knew <laughs> you for like two minutes, but it's, like, oh. <laughs> it's funny that you say that though, because I didn't really. Um, I never. I don't know if I ever liked Charlie, um, <laughs> it, but I, I think it was influenced because my coworker played it before me, and she told me something. She was like, "It doesn't spoil the game completely, but." Uh, the father is an alcoholic, so I kind of knew that going into the game. So I had preconceived notions. But even when he's calling you for breakfast and he starts like yelling at you if you don't come right away, I was like, okay, like you can chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had that. I had that same reaction because I didn't go the first time he calls, and so he calls the second time, and so I was like, ugh, fine. And right. uh, <laughs> I went in, and he. Uh, he like instantly. He's like, "Why didn't I? Why didn't you come when I called the first time?" I was like, "Jeez, calm down, Dad. Try to wait. <laughs> it's just breakfast." <laughs> well, I kind of, I kind of guessed he was an alcoholic before I played it, just from like the trailer, because there's a bit where there's like, I don't know, he's like 
holding like a beer can or something or like there's something to do with a beer can I don't think he was just holding a beer can that was just something to do with a beer can and I was like hmm questionable and it would look like he was being an asshole so I was like oh is he like an alcoholic then I can't even remember how what it was there was just something that made me think it and um so when I went in and he was like being a dick already I was like oh fuck yeah. yeah, in the trailer, maybe it was the extended trailer. Yeah, the gameplay probably. Showed, but uh, in the trailer, it actually. Yeah, maybe. Chris, Chris asks Charlie. He's like, "You're drinking beer already," and uh, he's like, "I don't need this." Lecture for my son. And uh, <laughs> so they kind of, kind of set it up as to to what Charlie's deal is going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I like. There's there's a point where you can just like not listen to Charlie calling you and there's a point where it finally gets to it like basically Charlie says if I have to call you one more time I want to come in there and beat your ass oh jeez and something something like that and then it like stops you from interacting with anything else in the room until you leave the room oh does it and you have to like yeah and I, I pushed it up until that point and uh he apologizes of course because that's that's uh he's like I shouldn't have said that but well, he, he uh, does this still... some more later in the game too uh, so is that like the end of it though? Like he never, nothing ever goes. It just the game only lets you leave the room at that point. Uh, I'm not sure if you can still stick around and like if he will come and like forcefully remove you from the room. I don't, um, I don't think but, so. I'd do that. Yeah, but that is the that is the like cutoff point of being able to interact with anything else in the room until until you go have brekkie. Which is an interesting change of pace because I feel like life is strange in general sort of expects you to explore and look around before you do anything major so i'm like right. trying to do as much as i can I, I don't think i got quite to that point but the last thing he said to me was don't make me come over there like he didn't say he was like gonna hurt you know chris or anything but it was getting to that point so i was like fine whatever i'll just deal with this later Ugh, whatever dad <laughs> god dad um, so you're kind of like after that conversation, you're given a ta- uh, a bunch of uh, about eight tasks to do. So um, you can tackle them in pretty much any order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of encouraged to um, replay Captain Spirit because there's so much to do, so much to see. So it's one we're taking the back streets. <laughs> and, um, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, it was accidental. I was like, <laughs> I was kind of rolling with it. I was like, no, I was. I was gonna say so much to do, so much to see, but I was like, if I'm doing it, I'm gonna have to go all in. <laughs> so point, point um, never turn. <laughs> so let me go through um, the eight objectives. So you have to build your costume. You have to defeat mm-hmm. Snowmancer. You have to do the shooting range with the beer cans. Um, you have to defeat Mantroid. You have to um, do all the interactions with the villains or like the superhero or like your squad. Find the treasure. Play the hot dog man game and 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 tame the water eater. Yeah, I, I really liked the the water heater sequence. That was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like that was super cool for me. For me personally, that was the first, um, like objective I did where like you go into full like imagination mode and like mm-hmm. other stuff takes over. Like of course that happens again yeah. when you when you go to Mantroid's planet and stuff, but um. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I had done where that happens, and so that was yeah. a cool, like, introduction to it all with, like, 
Captain Spirit like walking through like this dark abyss. Water I thought it abyss. looked pretty cool too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. It's similar to that. Mantroid's planet was awesome. I thought it looked really cool. I liked yeah. the cool alien like desolate planet with like the craggy rocks, and it was a very yeah. different scene to see within the Life of Strange game. Yeah, that's like, why yeah. I always thought like. It's just like a very different environment from anything else we've seen so far, which was really interesting. Yeah, it was very yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> and um, closest... it reminded me of uh, when you see that lone streetlight and just that like pavement like in the middle of everything else. Well, actually, Joey, you said you haven't played Hell is Empty, right? Right, no, I haven't. Okay, well, I won't spoil it, but it reminded me of the beginning sequence of that episode, where it was, like, just kind oh, of Oh, I know, I know surreal. the beginning sequence, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, with the viewfinder. The, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, um, super cool. Yeah, it was it was very similar to that. Um, and also, too, I guess, like, season one, we kind of had a little bit of that with the nightmare sequence. Oh, like the Oh, yeah. Book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. But I thought I thought it was really like it was really endearing, you know, like Chris is this young kid and he's like scared of the water heater and so he calls it the water eater. Yeah. And uh it's this like big monster. I thought that was really cute. It is very cool. Um, I thought also too, when you complete the costume, the the little sequence there is like oh, transformation. Right. Right. Like, gears kind of reminded me a bit of uh, yeah. Sailor Moon or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic <laughs> like the classic anime transformation. transformation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top ten. Yeah, that was really transformation. Cool. I forgot about that part. I guess that's like the first like imagination taking over part, which was pretty cool. Okay, I have a bone to pick. Like I know we're not like there yet, but you know when you do the washing? Right. I have a big mm-hmm. bone to pick with it. Is it because is it they never put it in the It's my own fault, but I have a bone to pick with it. Um I literally just only put a pair of pants in there. And I didn't see the dirty washing basket on top of the the washing machine or the dryer, so I just put a pair of pants in there and closed it. <laughs> just, a, just washing a single piece of cloth. Wash your we've, one. Cloth. We've all been there. <laughs> your cloth. <laughs> so, do, what was the piece of pants you put in there? The piece of pants. That's how you say that word. Uh, what's what are the pair of pants you put in? Is it like, can you dirty up like Chris's pants and then you throw them in there or? No, it's. Um, I don't remember doing that. It's uh, Charlie's. Oh okay, I remember yeah. putting something in the wash, but I don't remember what. It was your dad's clothes. Oh okay. Like there's a washing <laughs> basket right next to it on top of the washing machine, and I didn't. Right. I was uh-huh. like ahead of myself, so I just threw the pants in there, and then I was like, yeah, clean it, and then I was like, okay, there's dirty clothes now, and I can do nothing with them. <laughs> just really oops washing every piece of clothes yeah i don't know why i can't say I'm washing me and my about clothes. <laughs> wash all the pieces of clothes by themselves one by one one sock one, one load for every article of clothing <laughs> you could just wash yourself and your clothes oh that's good that's a good technique actually that, yeah that's a well, it's because water. my clothes I, I don't know if any of you out anyone else did but it's because you can pick up the trousers from upstairs in charlie's room oh and so i had them in my inventory so i just threw them in because there was an option for it and then i i was like that's all that needs washing right (laughs) i think i missed that yeah i think i I probably i think i just washed the the 
dirty the dirty clothes bin. Yeah, that was all I did was throw the, the dirty clothes. Well, at least you did the washing more correctly than I did. <laughs> just one pair of pants. <laughs> you were just uh you were just acid washing the jeans and you didn't want to ruin all the other clothes. <laughs> I could just I, Yes. I can just I imagine Oh go ahead, Jimmy. Oh no, um um uh I was going to steal the topic away, but go ahead. So. Oh, I was just going to say, I can imagine Chris throwing in the single pair of clothes and then closing the lid and gives a thumbs up. It's like, a job well done. You didn't do away. anything. <laughs> I, for some reason, whenever I throw it into the into the washing machine, I always, I thought like by the look of it inside the washing machine that there was something in Charlie's pocket. You know, like a piece, like a pamphlet or something. I was like, can I read it? Isn't I don't know. I, I thought it was something like that, but um, I didn't find the pants, so I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it was um, near the height thing in in. Oh okay. Like, I went up there, but I think I must have went up there after I started washing the clothes. So mm. maybe the game didn't let me mm-hmm. put it, pick it up, or maybe I just yeah. didn't see it. Um. So we just talked. I about... think it doesn't let you pick it up because yeah. I, I. Um, um, I tidied up and then. I went, uh, so the, the way that I did it in my first playthrough was I tidied everything up. I took like the, the recycling out. Um, I did the, did the laundry and the, the dirty clothes hamper. And then I went and like started actually like ticking things off of the list, but I didn't get very far. I put on like the first little bit where you find the, uh, the ace bandages, um, in, uh, I'm sorry. I, we probably can't say that, uh, cause we don't have sponsorship. Please. <laughs> don't, please, please. Uh, just the athletic up. bandages, the, com- the compression wraps, uh, where you like is part of part of the uh, the light the light armor anyway, right? Um, and then so I did that, and then I went back and uh, defeated the water eater, and then I uh, woke the de- woke Charlie up. And I was like, oh, I didn't do anything. Yeah, that's what I did, too. I didn't even go outside before I woke yeah. Charlie up. Oh, wow. I, like, because I was like, I'm just going to wake wake this guy up, uh, see what this interaction is. And that, like, of course, kicks off the final sequence. And so uh, I didn't do any of the outside stuff. Um, and then, but you could just reload your save and the game will start you right before you wake him up. So mm-hmm. uh, with all your progress, like if you've made your save, oh, that's, that's you already nice. have it all. So, uh, I went outside and did everything at that point. But, uh, actually, on top of that, uh, I guess, Joey, if you didn't... Oh, maybe you did. Did you say the light clothing, the light armor stuff is, like, inside? It's, yeah. So, the the cape... So, the you, you get the mask by the makeup that's right. in uh, the bathroom. The cape is in um, Chris's closet. And then the bandages are in... Um, Charlie's bag in his closet. Oh, okay. And so I had at that point, and then you got to go outside to paint them. Yeah, in um, the garage. Yeah. Um, but all I had done was just put on the bandages. Well, there's this interesting thing, which if none of you guys did what I did, then you maybe didn't notice this, but uh, whenever you kick off the final sequence and uh, the neighbor, Mrs. Reynolds, Miss Reynolds mm-hmm. comes to the door and you have a conversation with her. Uh, if you picked heavy armor like I did, the heavy armor like pieces are a um a uh, beer like box like a uh-huh. uh, like a beer suitcase that are outside in Charlie's 
in the bed of his truck. Uh, and you have to put it on and you spray paint it and stuff. But um, if you start that final sequence when you haven't put on uh, either the ace band, the no, not the ace band, the bandages or uh, the beer, <laughs> the beer suitcase armor, then uh, Chris's uh, bruise on his arm is actually exposed, and Miss Reynolds brings it up in the conversation. Oh. She, has to really, she asks yeah. you about it, uh, and yeah. you can like lie. Um, you can say that like you got it from roughhousing with friends. Uh, I think you can say you got it from like falling falling down or something i don't remember and then you can just straight up blame it <laughs> you can be like oh yeah my dad did this <laughs> so uh i didn't uh i didn't pick that one but uh, i'm interested to see what would happen if you do that i'll probably do another game that's I, really interesting i yeah i yeah. think the right option like the correct one was like playing with friends so that's like, what i picked yeah um which that actually will affect whenever you go back to charlie um and then he like accuses you of uh affect what what does he say? He says something. And like you wanted to tell her this, or you wanted to tell her that your dad's a dead pe- deadbeat, something like that. But if you get the bruises dialogue, uh, he his dialogue changes, and he says like you wanted to rat me out, didn't you? Or he says like you wanted to tell her that I gave you those bruises. Uh, so uh, I'm actually curious what would happen if you do pick that. If you do say, yeah, my dad gave me these bruises and then what would he say after that so speaking of somebody um, go test that out i'll there there are apparently um three different dialogues that can happen whenever claire knocks on the door which i'll kind of touch to towards the end because they're really interesting two are the same and one of them's completely fucking different i know uh a certain Part, but it's just so, the same as everything else. Yeah, so um, with with the choices, like, yeah, I'd be really interested to hear the different options because um, I, I didn't even think about that, how the, the branching paths would work, you know, depending upon what you got or what you completed. Because yeah. I, I had a sense, like, I, I kind of figured once you woke Charlie up that that was kind of going to be a pivotal moment. Maybe not end the, uh, the game or the demo. <laughs> But uh, I, uh, I put it off for a long time because, you know, I just I, I wanted to have all those tasks done. And the only reason I didn't, honestly, was time because I like I said, I finished the game like 20 minutes before we did this episode. And I would have like trudged through for like another hour trying to get I think I think there were like two or three that I didn't do. Um, and we can talk about them. But uh, yeah, I, I did like, you know, everything for the outfit and uh most of the the pertinent stuff, I feel like I like I went to the planet and everything, but there were like two that I just missed. But I guess I can go back. I just I imagine uh, Jean Luc and Michelle and Christian uh, sitting down and being like, "Okay, how can we take the game Don't Wake Daddy and make our players <laughs> really sad about it?" <laughs> Don't Wake Daddy gritty reboot. <laughs> and that's, that's what that's what Captain Spirit is. <laughs> Gritty Red Hebrew uh, sponsored by Hasbro. <laughs> um, that was Parker yeah. Brothers, I think. So, sorry. So, um, so we talked about the water heater. We talked about the different costume options. Mm-hmm. So we have six more that we uh, have to talk to. Do, should we leave the best to last with Hot Dog Man? <laughs> we definitely can. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about Snowmancer, Beer Cans, Mantroid, or the villains or the treasure? Let's talk about Snowmancer because I didn't do that one. Oh, okay. Snowmancer's Wait, what? fun. The Snowmancer outside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy. He's like, he's a snowman. Uh, he's all busted up from a previous scrape with uh, Captain Spirit, obviously. You stand. Uh, yeah, you gotta rebuild him, and then you have to get the fireworks to blow his blow him up. Oh, uh, you can fireworks. try to like attack him without the fireworks, but one of his it's eyes like just falls out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked that sequence actually. I liked him like squaring off against this dumb snowman he had yeah, built as a villain. It was so it's cute. actually, um, I love. I just want to give a shout out to um, Michael Keaton for uh, reprising his role as Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing that they got him for the yeah. for the Don't Wake Daddy Gritty reboot. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie Kelly. Shit, Charlie Day. <laughs> They're basically um, the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely a fun sequence. I really love the creativity behind the snowman as well. You don't really get to see that much um, snowman design, like, you know, with bottle caps. I think it was a plunger or something. Was it a beer can he used the mouth? Because that was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah, favorite, just... my favorite detail in Snowmancer, which uh, if you didn't notice this, load up your game and check it out. Uh, he has little feet. He yeah, has it. little thin stick feet, which <laughs> implies that he's not like standing. It's not like normally your your basic snowman. The bottom ball is like his. It's implied to be like his mode of his transportation. Body. It's like his feet. It's like his torso, but it's also his feet. But Snowmancer's got, like, these little stick feet that stick out the bottom of his bottom, like, section. And he looks really silly when you notice it. So he's it. like a penguin. Yeah, he's like this big That's dumb, wonderful. like, he's sitting on his butt and he's got these little thin feet that could not possibly support him. <laughs> uh, and it makes him a lot less menacing and a lot more adorable when you notice that. He's, because uh, he was very menacing in the first place. Half snowman, <laughs> half pingu. <laughs> It's really, it's really uh, funny. Go look at Snowmancer's feet. That's my recommendation for your next playthrough. Um, is his, isn't one of his arms a windscreen wiper from a car? It is. Yes. Yeah. It is, in yeah. fact. That's his, uh, his mechanical enhancement arm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I did notice. He used to have a traditional, uh, stick arm, but it was destroyed, and Mantra upgraded him by giving him an, a better robot arm. Yes. Now he, can, now he can flex. It did also, put fear into me. So. <laughs> also, I, this is kind of jumping around a little bit, but it reminded me because of the windshield wipers. One of my favorite moments in this uh, this installment was um, <laughs> when you get in the truck and uh, he's like treating it like a spaceship. <laughs> and he's like mm -hmm. listing off all the things like as he's turning them on. He's like, control panel, check. Escape hatch, check. And then he says, windshield wipers, check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> um, before going back to Snowmancer and like the events proceeding, um, one cool thing about the snow itself was that uh, it like, you could, uh, in the front yard, it like, tracked your movement oh yeah i noticed that <laughs> yeah snow. i went um, on what i went on the subreddit and the first thing i saw was someone spell out penis <laughs> so what did it did it not like 
It, it happened in the backyard too, but it didn't seem like it tracked your movement for too long before it started to like decay. I mean, it might it might be on uh, PC. It might be have something to do with like settings as well. Too, oh, I'm maybe. Sure. Cause uh, I know I saw a screenshot. Like someone did a someone did a little heart. I think Michelle retweeted it. I tried. Um, I tried doing a very long word and then a number for a joke, but it it cut off like the first four letters after I finished it because I tried to write Despacito too. It was Didn't a valiant. Work. It was a valiant effort. We all yeah. applaud you, and you're you're doing God's work. It was either that Escape Four, but I thought Despacito Two was more relevant. It's <laughs> <laughs> better, uh, better SEO. Also, speaking of the snow, um, Norma, um, Norman, showed me something really fucking cool. You know that whenever you go in the garage, you hear a noise. Right. Oh yeah. I, I was found out what up. that was. Yeah. Did Did anybody else? Track that no, source. I, I no, did. Yeah. Wait, what? So, whenever you go into the garage, you hear an animal, like, cheering, and then uh, oh, right. Chris even comments on it. He says something about we had a visitor. Um, so, if you go out, there's a, if you go back outside around the um, shed, there's a hole kind of up in the wall. You see it in the shed before you turn the lights lights on. Uh, but there's a little set of footprints in the snow, and if you follow them, they lead you all the way out to a little point in the backyard near the pond. And uh, there's a little raccoon in the woods, and he's like uh, hanging out by a log, and he's like watching you. And yeah. he's, like, he's a little inspection point. You can inspect on him, and Chris will comment on him. Oh, okay. I think, he, That's awesome. I think he says something, and he's like, oh, awesome. raccoon, cool. Yeah. And uh, the raccoon just hangs out there. He never leaves, as far as I remember. Yeah. I'm just glad raccoons exist in a Life is Strange universe. <laughs> Confirmed. Raccoons <laughs> exist. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't, I didn't track the source, but that's really adorable. Yeah, I, I absolutely had to track it, and, uh, me and Amy were both very pleased that there actually was a furry little critter on the other side. A little trash panda. Yeah, adorable. Um, but, so, in order, in order to successfully complete the fight with uh with a snowmancer you have to go up the treehouse and um or no i'm sorry you have to go into the the uh the garage and get the firecracker right yeah you gotta crack the safe in there right uh, which that one was easy that hard. yeah that's yeah. the easier of the two codes you have to figure <laughs> it out in the game so we'll talk about how, the other how one did later. you guys yeah how did you guys crack well just the safe code like what does it say it somewhere or no you yeah. just gotta guess um <laughs> there's as far as i saw there was never like a thing written down that says like my safe combination is whatever oh no you, you have, have to, to uh, you have to look at other dates and parse it out which uh it's uh it's their engagement or is it their wedding it was engagement. it was the um it was it was charlie's um trophy win on the basketball trophy right. oh what it was, was uh, it 2005 yeah. yeah i think that's the same yeah. year they got engaged which is why i put it in there it was a good year yeah <laughs> so that's why oh i thought it was their engagement well you could think that but I mean, I guess... I just assumed there was I basketball. Could, I guess it's both. I guess you could just been like, man, 2005's a good year. So that's my <laughs> safe combination. Um, and that's also, that's also where you spray paint your, your outfit. Um, well, speaking of the safe, 
um, not all the locker. There was some depressing shit in there. Yeah. Like the the obituary, the letters from the grandparents, the the overall police report, uh, the newspaper article. Mm. Oh, well, uh, speaking of newspaper article, jumping around again. Uh, there's the one that's on the kitchen table. Where it talks about a woman in Seattle dying, or Washington, I don't know if it was yeah. specifically Seattle, but... I think it was, yeah. uh, Her dying, and the um, police officer also dying later. Mysteriously dying, too. And then it's it says, like, his murder was, like, look, being looked into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's that plays into a really out-there theory that I have uh, that I'll bring up later the end of the episode it's ridiculous i shared it with joey and joey liked it but uh i don't know if it's true but i i hope it is it'd be cool one uh one one thing that i thought maybe is that it was just kind of like a part of a setup for uh what is it twin mirrors oh yeah twin mirror Um, i think twin mirror like it's has something to do with the plot of that That'd be just a little interesting that was, call, yeah. I mean, of course, I thought maybe it was just kind of like Easter egg, right. not so much like canonically tying the two, the two franchises into to one another, but just an Easter egg into that. Yeah, because there yeah. are there are a few Easter eggs throughout the game. Uh, Chris has a salad fingers. We'll post yeah. it on his what? wall, which I don't know what a nine year old child in 2016 was <laughs> doing. Knows anything about salad, salad fingers? fingers. <laughs> right. Uh, and then also, too, one that I really liked was in the treehouse on the little cupboard, there was a jet set sticker, but it was on it was jet lag because, of course, we couldn't have jet set. But it was the font and the, the colors and the the. Uh... Oh, God, I can't words <laughs> like, the... OK, we know. What you mean. <laughs> yeah, like the logo, the emblem. Yeah, the logo. Thank you. So I, I like that because I like Jet Set Radio a lot. The, there's the connecting thread that they exist in the universe. <coughs> right. Jet jet lag radio. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of Easter eggs in here. And one of them is a big, like two of them directly link Arcadia Bay and Blackwell. Which right. I'm really fucking glad about with mm-hmm. the letter in the garage. Yeah. The other one, not so much. Um, the, yeah, the buck on the shelf. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up because I thought that was interesting. Uh, so if you don't know, there's a letter in the garage that Jamie just said that uh, it actually says that uh, Chris's mother, Emily, I think her name is, mm-hmm. uh, graduated from. Uh, she's a she's a Blackwell Academy alumni, and right. uh, but then on their bookshelf inside, there's two spots you can inspect. One spot has two of uh, Charlie's books, and one spot has two of Emily's books. And uh, one of the books by Emily is a like a, a study on photography by Mark Jefferson. Um, right, it's which Team Spirit by Mark Jefferson. Yeah, and the uh, the cover is a uh, very iconic as far as we know of Mark Jefferson. It's a girl in black and white. But um, there's a uh, I thought it was really interesting that that book was even in their household at all, but. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if the canon goes through, the canon ending, either ending you pick, I mean, 
Jefferson gets like I'm talking about Life Strange season one here. Every ending you pick, you you oust Jefferson. Yeah. So um It's difficult really, because they they did say they don't want to canonize any ending. Right. Season well, one. I'm thinking yeah, it could just be like just a little nod and there's not really anything more to it, but you know, maybe she maybe Emily has spoilers also. Emily's dead and um Captain Spirit. Uh which we'll get to that in a bit, uh, in one of the coolest reveals of the game, I think. Uh, but, I don't know, unless she had passed away before. Uh, I, I like think that was probably it. Jefferson was ousted, or... Well, she died in 2014, right? Like a yeah. year after season one. Right. Oh. That's interesting. But maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into it. And it was just no, like, yeah, just I think it's little. a good point, because I had assumed that she had died before uh before all that happened and if that was the case like it would make sense that th it would still be in the house because it's like a, a memento it's something of hers and they wouldn't want to throw it away right right we also don't know we don't really know the proximity of beaver creek to arcadia bay yeah so we but given that state, jefferson was like a it. right uh I mean, we can assume they're they're somewhat close. I within, within I don't know why, but I assumed other. Beaver Creek was close to Portland because I thought I said uh, I thought I saw something that said something about Portland, which would put it pretty far inland, and Arcadia Bay is right on the coast. So if that makes any difference, right? Um, so I mean, it, it could just be one of those things where it was just like not removed from because we know the game takes place in, in december 2016 yeah the mother dies what is it 2014 or 2015 14 i think it's set in right um the current game is set in 2015 no it's set in 2016 oh, okay. if uh because there's the letter in the car that kind of it's from november 2016 oh, and we yeah. know that christmas mm -hmm. is coming up and we also see from I'm the emails trying to on see if there's Charlie's any computers. like map of Arcadia Bay, you know, like showing any of the cities currently. Right. Um, but I'm not finding anything. But we, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to assume Charlie is not going to have any sort of thought toward that, especially if he's losing his job and drinking himself stupid and yeah. all that. Yeah. I so I'm, I feel accept that I'm probably reading more into it. Um, well, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a. That was just my instant like thought. Thing. I pulled it off the shelf and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Whoa, Mark Jefferson!" And then I immediately thought, "Why is this still on their shelf?" But uh, right. it probably is just like a little nod. Also, you know, you could be like, uh, some people are very much into like serial killer like stories and stuff like that. Uh, so it could just be like an interesting book you could own, you know, even if it right. is a bit creepy. And can figure too that probably probably the uh, Emily wouldn't immediately think, oh wait, I have a book by him. Right. Let me yeah. Go, let me go remove that. That is a good they, point. She could have just even forgot that she had it. Okay, that's interesting. So there is like a Beaver Creek Park in Oregon, mm -hmm. but it's like southwest of Portland, so it's quite. Far compared to um, 
like where Telemark Bay is. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm 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 curious to actually see if, well, if they actually show it in Liz Two where where it is on the map. <laughs> All right, Greater Oregon map. Yeah. What topic do we have now? Um, so we can go for beer cans, Mantroid, villains, treasure, and then we'll, well, I guess we'll leave hot dog man till the end. Um, the treasure. Can we go f- for, yeah, let's go for the treasure. I was going to mention the treasure. I thought that was fun. I thought it was cool, mm-hmm. like, trying to navigate, because I just went in blind at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, realize did. that there was, like, some kind of codex I needed. Um, yeah, you get the you get the map from the the map decipher from the cupboard in the uh right. house. So I just went in. I'm curious if you can uh if you know the like path beforehand, if you can figure it out without getting the cipher or if yes. uh, the game just won't let you. Oh, it can. That's cool. Yes. I did it by accident. Oh, that's oh, cool. Did? I <laughs> nice. left right left left. Yeah, I went in and I just started going directions. I, yeah, I approached it like you would practically a maze, and so I just was doing all lefts at first, because if you <laughs> if you just h- pick a direction in a maze, you most likely won't get lost. Depends on the maze's architecture. But uh, I just started doing that, and then I was like, well, this isn't getting me anywhere, so I just started going random ways. Uh, it was uh, it was some. I was I was kind of seeing if there was going to be like a lost woods type thing where you could follow like if there was a sound that was oh, right. nice. yeah <laughs> if you could isolate Good what reference. direction the sound was coming from like if there was a sound that you could isolate from which direction it was coming from yeah it didn't seem like there was there was some like ambient sounds but uh it didn't seem like there was any mm. they any were relevant to direction we're taking yeah right we really should say that the combination to get through that maze is left right left left yeah yeah so that um honestly i really did enjoy that that aspect of it whenever i found out you could actually use the map and the, um, and the treasure at the end of the maze is sadness yeah yeah it really the, is the, the treasure is tears so that's nice <laughs> and, <laughs> one maze and, and um norman basically said the beginning of the game shows the beginning of that song Right. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, it's Death like with Sufjan Stevens. Or Death with Dignity Death or something with like Dignity. that. Death Dignity. Yeah. Um, By Sufjan. Yeah, and um, he said, the middle is during the moment of calm um, in the treehouse, and the end of the song is used when you find the treasure. Which is like, oh, shit. That sucks. And which, the lyrics are fucking and worse. I think, it, is that song from... Um, the album where he talks about his mom and his dad, like it's actually about the. I don't know. Of I've, never, I've not listened to that album that it's from. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think that I think, song I've, is... I think I've only listened to Sufjan's like first three albums, maybe. Oh okay. I think yeah, I think the maybe. last one I listened to was Year of the Cat, so I think that was his fourth, maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, it's neither here nor there. But I'm not. I'm not sure if that. I'm not sure if that is or not. There was a. Should have known. I mean, like, you can expect, you know what to expect from "Don't Nod" with "Life Is Strange" that it's going to be sad and hit hard, but. But also, also too just, in the trailer, it playing Sufjan. You should know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the signs I mean, were there. 
it is yeah. heavy and it's yeah it's it's heart-wrenching but man i'm i'm just constantly impressed with the music and they also um there was also the track moon and moon from bat for lashes if you go and play the record on it was emily's record oh that was a good uh, one in yeah. charlie's room there's a record player i actually really i'd never heard that song before i really enjoyed it bat for lashes is really good i got i got excited when i saw the uh when I saw him pull out the the record, oh, you knew it just by the cover. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't actually heard that song. It's in it's in, in its entirety, because um, I didn't want to feel too much. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh shit. It was like I turned it off, but then it's either I turned it off or I left the room. And, I yeah, thought it's kind of nice to hear you know Charlie's opinions about the song though. Right, which it's. Go ahead, Joy. It's, it's a very touching and just kind of somber, somber moment of Charlie laying on the bed and listening to his mom's records and like, kind of thinking back on her and all that. It was, it was bittersweet. I think is an apt term. Uh, I gotta say the little, the moments things where you can sit down and just kind of you know chill uh those of mm-hmm. course have been in there since life is strange season one and uh i liked i've always liked them but i never really hung around them much beyond like once like chloe or max's like inner dialogue was done i was pretty much done at the moment i'd get up and move on but uh mm-hmm. something about captain spirit i don't know if it was like the new like i don't know if it was just the vibe of it or um, that maybe I knew I was playing a little game that was kind of smaller, so I was trying to make the most time out of it. But I think it was maybe just, like, the quality of those little moments. I loved them so much more. And I, like, I spent, like, so many, so much time in, like, the three possible moments you can hit in, uh, Captain Spirit. And, uh, I enjoyed them, like, way more than I did any of the moments in Season 1 or Before the Storm. Uh, actually, um... I liked the camera, all the different camera angles it would switch to. I liked that Chris would actually go through like different animations. Like if you sit on the couch in the living room, he'll yeah, actually that kind was of like really well done. Yeah, Speaking he'll of. he'll like swivel around and like hang upside down on the couch and just kind of you know what a kid does. Because uh, they don't they don't play thinking. any music, right? And they don't play any music in that one. And I thought it emulated very well like a kid bored trying to like just be in the presence. Yeah. of someone but like bored and wanting attention and so you know like very antsy and the fact that they didn't play any music during that whole sequence was really added to that and i thought that was like really really well done did yeah. you um see hear the dialogue between charlie and chris when he's on the couch uh i don't remember what do they say i think charlie was already asleep maybe <laughs> when, <laughs> you did it. when i did it uh, oh yeah it has to be like whenever he's watching the game it's basically like Charlie's talking about Chris, you know, just talking about, uh, I can't remember the specifics, but, like, Charlie's like, you, you do realize you can sit next to me, right? So, basically, sits, like, Charlie, uh, Chris sits at, like, the end of the couch, but, basically, uh, Charlie puts, like, his hand, um, his head on top of Charlie's head and just kind of they just talk about how much they kind of love each other, I guess. Oh, well, I, oh, I, I didn't, know, I didn't sit around that. long enough I was for like, that. Oh wow, that's awesome! And then as soon as I like got out the moment, it's like I heard Charlie shouting at the game. It's like, come the fuck on! Like, oh, there goes the moment. Well, that's <laughs> where it's gone. Yeah. 
So what happened when I think uh, yeah, when I when I sat on the couch immediately, like the second I sat down, the phone started ringing, and then he uh, oh really, and then Charlie started yelling at Chris to go get the phone, and so I was like trying to get over there, and I'm like trying to pick up the cell phone because I thought that was what was ringing, and I realized there's a wall phone, and by the time I got Mm. over there, it just stopped, and then nobody ever said anything about it. I was like, (laughs) all right, well. Just disappointed look from Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but that's interesting because I never, her phone never rang when I played through it. Uh, who calls yeah, you? I don't know what it. I don't know what it was. Um. Shit, who is it that calls? Derek. Oh, it's just it's a it's, it's a, a, the church like, dude, church person. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you um do the different phone calls by the way? I called I everybody. Not. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a secret one. <laughs> okay. I wanted to talk about this, because, uh, do you mean the two possible, con- the two possible calls you can get with Mrs. Reynolds? No. Oh, okay. Tell me, because there's multiple Reynolds calls, and they're weird, but yes. uh, there's a weirder one. Okay, tell me. Believe me. So, inside Charlie's room, after you find the key and the lamp, and you read the note from Audra, you can phone her, and it's a strip club. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So you hear like saying this code name is like, you know, say, uh, it's like, it's like, do you want a good time? It's like, Chris is like really confused. It's like, I don't know. I have to ask my dad. It's like, your dad? How old are you? And then Chris just hangs up the phone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? I was like, man, that's oh a... no. Wow. That's cool that they added in the phone calls. Yeah, but Zach. I know you're. I know you are dying to talk about the uh, the Reynolds sitch. So. Yeah. Okay. So who did all of you guys call Miss? Yes. I, I didn't call at all. I couldn't because Charlie was like, "You better not be doing pranks." Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Kids always pranking. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Sean? Aaron? Did you guys use the phone? I did. I called all the um. numbers. I don't think I called anyone. I don't think I used the phone. Okay, Aaron, did you? What did you get? What conversation did you get with Miss Reynolds? <clears throat> I got Darth Vader. Okay, what the hell? Yeah, so what? <laughs> I talked to a. I talked to um friend of the show, uh, Tomorrow Heart. Uh, we talked shortly after uh me and him both played through it, and uh, we both brought up our conversations that we got with Miss Reynolds, and he got a conversation. It was extremely close to a conversation I got with Miss Reynolds that's triggered in the final sequence, where uh, he basically Chris basically says like, "Hey, can Stephen come over and help me uh, do some do some oh, modifications to the tree?" House? I remember this. Um, yeah, and so I had this conversation with Miss Reynolds at the end of the game uh, when when she's like at the door and you're talking to her in person. But yeah. Tamar Hart said he got this conversation. Uh, uh, over the phone, and so they didn't talk about that at the end of the game, which was interesting. But I called Miss Reynolds, and I just got really creepy breathing. Yeah. Somebody picks up the phone, and there's just heavy breathing, and they never say anything. And Chris is really creeped out. Uh, and I then I think Chris hangs up on them, or do they hang up on him? I'm not. I don't remember. No, I but think that's all that happens. Up. Yeah. There's, I know who it is. Who? It's 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 Claire's grandkids. Oh, is what it? do you look the the two kids at the end? Yeah. Why do you think? 
because she said it's her grandkids that are staying with them for, for the holidays. Oh, do you talk to... What, if you get that call, does she, like, say something at the end about it? No, it, I'll talk about it during okay. the ending. Okay, it's well, kind of, like, there. Maybe you'll break my creepy theory, because my creepy theory... Uh, Not really. Has, I, to, I, has to deal with I, that. I, I like with your that, theory. With that weird phone call. Um, but we'll get we'll get to that. And then I also, uh, on top of this phone call, uh, uh, I had another friend of mine... He, I brought it up with him, and uh, he said, on his first playthrough, he didn't call anybody. So uh, he was like, tomorrow I'm going to do another playthrough. Uh, I'll call her and I'll let you know. And uh, he called her, he did two playthroughs, the hero that he is, to try to test this. And um, he got, uh, he called her like the second he was allowed to, like right after breakfast. And he got the mm -hmm. treehouse conversation. And then he said he also called her right at the end, um, and he got the heavy breathing. So I'm guessing that's like when it could Charlie's be that sleep. Uh, yeah, and it also could be because Miss Reynolds, whenever she comes to your door, she says that uh, she was out for a walk. Yeah, she was out for a walk, and she heard a loud sound in the house. Um, so it could be that at a certain point, at a certain trigger in the game, could be when Charlie falls asleep. Uh, she goes out for a walk. And if you call at any moment after that part, you get heavy breathing. But if you call before that moment, you actually get her and you get the treehouse conversation. So I want to see what the actual point is. Point to what? Between the uh, transitioning between the two. Oh, like yeah, what the actual trigger is. The trigger is yeah. Yeah, it might be Charlie falling asleep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. Time. I mean, it could be a, it could be another time thing. Yeah. Anyway. I guess, I guess, uh, your theory also too doesn't quite work because you don't get to call Miss Reynolds after she shows up. What do you mean? It, so, um, I guess, I guess we'll have to bring that up whenever I bring my theory up, unless right, I could okay. just, unless I could just bring right. it up now. But I at least want to talk about uh, going to Mantroid's planet first because that's probably my favorite part of the game. All right, should we talk about that now? Because, like, we can talk about the villains, and then the bottle, uh, the beer cans, the fucking bottles. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about all that first. <laughs> we'll save Mantroid for last. After. I mean, before. I yeah, I, I didn't do the villains, so I'm curious okay. what that's Yeah, about. the villains is just that uh, you have this uh, in your kind of, like, superhero to-do list. Uh, you have to go meet basically all of, like, superheroes in the Captain Spirit cinematic universe. So <laughs> there's like, some of them are Captain Spirit's allies and some of them are the enemies. And uh, there's a few. They're scattered around. Uh, Apparently you could just look at them. Oh, you don't even oh, need really? to like, interact yeah. with them? But where's the fun in that? Yeah, yeah, where's the fun in that? Oh, so are you uh, saying like, there's okay, a... because I, yeah, I had on my um, on my uh, whatever, my task list, like, some of them were colored in, and others weren't, so you just have to do them one by one. Right, yeah. yeah. Just uh, whenever okay. you interact with one, it fills in, and then once you get them all, then, like, that task gets checked off. Nice, okay. The colored ones are done. Um, some of them were really, really easy. The other ones were just a pain in the ass to find, especially the fucking pirate. 
Oh, he's the... Do you mean the ally one? The one up in the... He's in the tree, tree house. house. Yeah, I had no fucking idea about... You, you could even go in the treehouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh really? Well. Yeah, because, like, in my first playthrough, I was like, at the end, the treehouse snapped. I was like, oh, I guess I can't go up there. Well, there's oh, a... It's not safe. There's a moment, um... You could pick up the walkie-talkie in Chris's room, and yeah, uh, yeah, he, he checks Sky in Pirate. with him. Yeah, Sky Pirate. And so, that right there told me that, like, oh... He's probably one of the friends I need to go check on. Uh, right. But yeah, yeah. up in the treehouse, there's Sky Pirate, uh, one of the allies of um, Kevin Spirit, who there's resides. He overlooks and the, the Flying Fortress. Um, Snowmancer, you have to look at. He's one of them. Right. The rest mm -hmm. are indoors. Being the um, Marty Rex in the living room. There's a weird, um, like, car scorpion shark hybrid shark stinger Stay yeah it's <laughs> just a nightmare of a creation um then power bear the other dude right and the forest warrior i believe that's it there's the uh what's his name there's uh so there's the one that i believe it i believe it's i believe it's the uh the showdown with forest warrior maybe where it's the weird, like, the weird bug guy. But then oh, yeah. the weird gu bug guy also has a brother that's in the treehouse. I don't think he comes oh, as one of them, though. Right. Oh, uh, does he not? Yeah. Yeah, he had a uh, weird name. I don't remember it. But also, yeah. speaking of dolls, fucking Chris is, like, in the treehouse, is like, Dad said this is, um... Oh, yeah, doll. yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was... I, I love that. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was really cute. Like, fucking good on you, kid. <laughs> That was sweet. I love that. The Ice Princess, I think it yeah. was. Oh, yes. Fucking Chris watching Frozen. Frozen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, that was oh, nice. of course. Only 2015 kids remember this. <laughs> Whenever the... F uh, it came out in 2014, right? Or 2014. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when the movie came out. When did the meme die? We'll work backwards from there. <laughs> when the meme die. I want to... Mm, I think it was 2013. It had to yeah, happen. Let's leave it at that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, you can play Bullseye with the beer cans. Uh, that pissed me off. I didn't even realize that was like a task. <laughs> pissed you off. Uh, I, I, was just, I was just doing it for kicks. Yeah. Um, it's I, possible I to do up. it in one shot. Yeah, so I set them up and... Like, it, I mean, it's pretty easy physics, right? You have to actually knock them off of the off of the banister right yeah. you can't just knock them down because i knocked i knocked them all down and all of them off of the banister except one that was laying there and then yeah. it took me like because of like the way because it, it fell down but it was still it didn't roll off it was still on the banister <laughs> so it didn't count as being done i was like you fucking kidding me and then uh because of the way that it because of the way that it was there it took me like two or three more snowballs to like actually hit the can because it, it, it would like either like go just over it or it would hit the banister before it hit the can and not knock it off and i was like man i knocked all these down in my first attempt <laughs> why are you jocking me <laughs> dude well that's really interesting though because i wonder if the physics are programmed as such to where they just fall where they may and yeah it, that's really um, cool. i think I think they're probably not full havoc, but I think there's. It's probably like. I I don't think that it's like just a, a straight up scripted. Physics. Right, because I didn't yeah, know you could knock them like over like that. I like everyone I knocked over like just fell off. 
There's something that I kind of want to talk about since we're talking about physics. Um, this is kind of a really technical little bit, but did anyone, um, what did everyone think about Life is Strange, well, Captain Spirit being in the new Unreal Engine? Oh, you can see the difference for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. can. It, I think I said that several times throughout I was playing it to Amy. I was like, this game is such a, it's such a big improvement over, um, definitely over season one and even over Before the Storm. Uh, yeah. Like, the faces are really good and the animation. Uh, of course, the lip syncing is much better. Uh, mm -hmm. And the hair looks really, really good now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I like it, it's a huge improvement. You can even see like they, the tear stains on his cheeks. I thought that was oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really Which we got that we got that some with Max. Right. Um, but it wasn't as prominent. One, but it wasn't right. And I think I think I liked um well I don't think I know that I liked too that while it wasn't updating graphics and it did look quite a bit better with the new engine, it also still they maintained their, their style. Yeah. It. Yeah. Definitely. So it's still it still had that very unique um, art style, right? It still had that like that unique art direction to it, which I appreciated because I think I would I think honestly like I love that, mm -hmm. and I think that would be sorely missed if they went for because we see with like uh, Vampire and all that it has more of a photorealistic, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I would definitely and, I would sorely miss the style of if they definitely. left it behind. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. and um, that that really sets the tone. That and like the cinematography, how even on static shots, the camera's just like swaying a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I think one of the best looking characters in Captain Spirit that uh, the new like improvements really come through on are uh, is Miss Reynolds when she talks to you. At the yeah. Door. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, everybody in the previous games kind of has this. Uh, obviously, the game is meant to kind of look like painted. And, uh, but everybody sort of has this, like, very smooth plastic texture to, like, their faces and stuff. But I think, oh, oh yeah, Miss Reynolds looks really good. She has a, line, a lot of lines in her face, and, uh, she looked like, like, I was really impressed with her model, uh, mm -hmm. in that, like, final sequence when she's talking to you. Yeah, her I don't think we've actually awesome. ever seen someone around her age in the game, in, like, the Life is Strange universe. Yeah. I can think of. There's, like, the homeless lady. Yeah. Behind the two whales. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's quite that old. Yeah, she's not that old, yeah. But, I mean, um, she probably had, like, some of the most texture on her face out of everybody in Season 1. But uh, mm -hmm. I think it really shined through with Miss Reynolds. She looked she looked really good. I liked her model a lot. Well, I think, too, you know, Don't Not probably had a little bit more um, time, I guess, with this. Because they, they had been working, even even last year when it was announced they had been working uh on it already and i know i know that they had started production in 2013 i think for uh for season one Didn't but say also, that they started production on life is strange 2 when they released the limited edition i think so yeah i think yeah. it was around that time so and i was like plus what, two we know ago? that they're gonna two years ago right two years yeah Holy cow. So, but also, too, we know that, one, they're more familiar. They're more familiar with what they're doing because they've already, even though it is a new, it is the updated engine, it's still, they're more, like, they're more familiar with it. I mean, you work on, you work on one game and, like, 
there's a few new things to learn with the new engine, but you still have the the idea of what you're doing. And then also too, we, we can assume that they have like a bigger budget for Life is Strange too. We know that it's it's being launched at forty dollars, um, which is totally reasonable. Right. And, uh, and like I I think it would be reasonable to launch it at sixty even. Definitely. But, but uh, so. With it launching, it costing more, and it had already being an established franchise with a pretty yeah. pretty solid backing, um, they can they can take the risk of having more budget for it. Mm-hmm. So Which I think uh, I think I'm we do see, see the benefit of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess we'll we'll kind of have to leave that kind of technical side until we get to see more in Life is Strange too, mm-hmm. because we don't really have that much to go on um, oh the only thing is i don't know if anyone else played it on pc but i found the controls of like picking like your dialogue choice or your option i found that was like for me because i wasn't using a mouse so it might might just be that i was just using my trackpad on my um laptop it was like it was just like really like uneasy to use but i feel like it would be uh, easy if you are using a mouse yeah i played i played with the mouse and keyboard and uh it controlled fine it was really good you just scrolled yeah. the mouse wheel to pick what you wanted it, it was difficult really well. to actually it didn't really say for me you know it was like how to choose it, it was like uh you have to let kind of for a little bit to... yeah yeah no see it didn't really explain how to use it and because on the trackpad you had to use like two fingers instead of one and i was like really confused about that and then it it was just a hard time for me. It, there was just a lot of stuff going on. And, like, there was something else where I don't think it said how to do it either. And I was sat there and I was like, I have no idea what to click. Oh, was it maybe how to, like, pick the super option? Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, it doesn't... Hold E, right? Yeah. yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't tell you right away. There's no, like, immediate um, tutorial for it. So it's kind of like you just have to like sit on the option for a little bit, and, and then there is, it'll give you a little pop up. There's something else I was having a uh, problem with, like just like you know when you, I don't know, there was a, it might be something to do with the super, as well, where it was like you had to click it or just like had to click it, um, but it was like not working. So I was just like hitting my trackpad. I was like, this will do, and then eventually would work. Oh, was it? There was a couple of like quick time events where you had to repeatedly click in order to it wasn't like just a click once like there was um there was a couple of like struggle Yeah, like when you're oh, fighting no, no. the water eater. It was a it was different one to that. Oh, okay. I don't know, maybe it was just me my laptop being buggy. I don't know. But yeah, no, but apart from that like it wasn't a grieving issue. Like the trackpad thing is just like I presumed it was easier if you had a mouse and I should have used the mouse really, but I just couldn't bother to plug it in. Um mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my issues would probably have been solved if I'd used the mouse. <laughs> you did this to yourself, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually I mean, that's actually like some decent feedback and something yeah. that they, they they should take into consideration about with with season two. I'm sure when season two actually launches in the early, like in the beginning of the game, it'll give you tutorials on how to do how to actually like do this stuff. And I it, I hope it is a little bit more intuitive. Um, yeah. I mean it it has a little bit of a learning curve. It's not a very steep one, but it still isn't very intuitive at the beginning. And um, that was something I noticed too. 
I, I got used to it pretty quick, but it's still like at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, and, I will say. Oh, go ahead. And well, I was just going to say, too, it helps with and I found this with season one uh, with Before the Storm and really any game that doesn't that's like third person kind of adventure game that doesn't really have a cursor on it or like a, a reticle crosshair uh you can you can still kind of you can still kind of find the reticle point every game is going to have a reticle point regardless if it has a visual reticle it's slightly over chris's shoulder so there's there's a few items that are kind of close to one like close to one another and it can be a bit bit difficult yeah. to differentiate between the different items but uh if you so yeah it's like slightly over chris's right shoulder i believe is where the reticle point is so you can kind of get used to that and then that makes actually tracking the different items a lot easier when you kind of have the visual memorization of where where that reticle point is speaking of items <laughs> there's one thing that i really did like and this was the edition of the documentation uh, document gallery. Oh right. Oh yeah, that was cool. Cause like, cause like in Life is Strange uh, season one, you don't really have like, you don't really know what you've seen, but now you can just look back. You yeah. Know, in the pause menu and just take a moment just to see what you have. I didn't take notice a, that uh, actually. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking sweet. So. Let's let's get into um, oh. let's talk about Mantroid. I did want to say, uh, going back to the whole like, there could have been like some UI stuff done better. Uh, Joey, when you did bring up the sort of like power struggle thing, like you do with the water with the water eater, uh, uh-huh. I will say I didn't fully know what I was supposed to do at that point. It like the mouse came up and I was like, all right, and I clicked it once, thinking that it was gonna like do a traditional quick time thing where it was gonna throw like several buttons at me. Uh, so I clicked once, nothing happened. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I need to hold. And I click and hold, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, I guess I need to tap. So, like, <laughs> that part wasn't, like, very well telegraphed, uh, that what you exactly needed to do. But, uh, I'm sure these things will get, uh, ironed out a bit better for the full game. <laughs> but, anyway. Yeah, I think, uh, I think... I mean, I kind of picked up on it because of the little, like, action marks around, like, the little lightning bolts around the, the mouse. I kind of picked up that, okay, it was, like, a a click. A bunch of clicks. Right. Um, but, yeah, there was, so there was some, like, some things that just weren't exactly intuitive in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll see. We'll see some of that smoothed out. Yeah. But uh, yes, Mantroid. So um, it takes a bit of bit of work to get to um, to Mantroid's planet. You need to finish your costume and you need to get the car keys from right. behind the couch. Um, then go into the car, which uh, Aaron mentioned the um, the transport <coughs> sequence earlier, and we kind of talked about the planet a little bit. So you you get an idea of um, like what Mantroid sounds like, what the planet looks like, and kind of his like abilities. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: um, the guy who did the voice of Mantroid is also the same person who did the voice of Derek on the phone and the the pizzeria guy. Oh, nice, <laughs> same dude. Mantroid is. The we pizza might man. have already mentioned <laughs> this, 
but Rachel said that the voice actor for Charlie is the voice actor for season two. No, not season two. Um, uh, before, before the storm, Frank. Frank. Is this correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nick. Um, Apostolides. That is the same dude. That's so cool. We need to yeah. get him on the show soon. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah. Much to talk about. Um, so yeah, he kind of basically just talks about, you know, I'm everywhere. You can't hurt me. Uh, then you have the fighting sequence. And then you see where Mantroid came from. The name right. anyway. Which is Mantroid. probably Which is sad. Yeah, it's really sad, but it's definitely my favorite, like, part of the of the game and it's there's another part you can you can find this out um elsewhere in the game in one of the emails that like charlie has sent out about emily's death uh and the it's it's stated in one of the emails that she dies at the she was hit by car at the intersection of mantle and asteroid and uh yeah it's shown in this like nightmare sequence on Mantroid's planet that uh, you see the you see these two street signs at their intersection at the corner but uh, the second half of Mantle is sort of worn off the street sign and the first half of Asteroid is sort of worn off and uh, of course that combines into Mantroid uh, which was a really cool reveal and uh, also really sad and uh, yeah kind of right. takes kind of takes some of the playful like fun out of this like fictional villain of Mantroid that they've kind of like built up the whole game before this and you're like oh this is actually Mantroid is a lot bigger deal than I thought it was I've got some fun facts about uh, this segment of the game I would actually Thanks love to, to hear them because I had just some thoughts of my own but I want to hear yours first your facts okay so there are three different options for this sequence okay there's apparently one where you don't get to the street in time hmm. another one where you don't tap Mm-hmm. And then there's a the correct one where you basically just tap, you know, get there, do the tap, and then, you know, the reveal. I don't know what the other two are, but apparently they are there. That's interesting. I figured but there was a fail play. state for for the uh, the tapping. Yeah. Um, and I think I think also, too, there's probably a fail state for the water eater. Wait, yes. so, yeah. so, so what happened something. after you guys tapped for Mantroid? Just shows the street sign and he just falls down. Yeah, I yeah, think. Kinda, yeah, Chris kind of the, like faints. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay, that's what happened for me too. Yeah, I think that's the way way you. I, I didn't know it sounded like it almost sounded as if like you guys were able to see him or he like manifested himself in like a physical oh. form. No, you never see. I him. feel like, I feel like they're saving that for um, the main game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I don't know I just like I I was thinking about Mantroid and like. Wondering if it was, um, and, and it'll probably be revealed later on, I don't need to know right now, but I was wondering if it was um, more of an abstract thing, which I'm more inclined to believe, like if he's just sort of the representation of all his, Chris's inner thoughts and insecurities and, and fears and all the negative stuff, or if uh, there's a side to him that he sees in his dad and Charlie. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that will definitely that would definitely be a theme. Mm-hmm. It's reminded me of an old Doctor Who episode. Yeah. There's a there's a like an episode where David Tennant was the doctor where there's this kid who can um trap people in drawings and stuff. 
it kind of been like possessed by an alien and she drew like a picture of um her deceased dad because he was like apparently asshole like domestic violence and stuff and basically mm-hmm. all the worst qualities of him just in the closet just coming alive and stuff it's like shit I don't think I saw that one um, but yeah I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that would definitely definitely uh, be a part which when we talk about the ending um, I actually have some more on that just the whole like manifestations of grief and the like the things especially from a young age uh child psychology stuff like that but um also too i mean like the whole when you find out like the whole him being captain spirit chris being captain spirit is like left over from from his mom like getting him into comic books and telling him that you know he could be that he was uh her superhero and all that it it's really like god damn like <laughs> yeah just i knew you know what you're getting into you know what you're getting into with life is strange game but it's still <laughs> yeah. you don't know how far you're getting into it it still takes you it still takes <laughs> you by surprise every time yeah seriously yeah, yeah that hits. so should we should we talk about the true superhero <laughs> hot dog man <laughs> yes yes so there's a bunch of hot dog man stuff um, the comic, the website, the drawings around the poster, mm-hmm. but there's a little game you can do. Right, um, and it's actually one of the things on your checklist. Yeah, the hardest to complete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried almost every combination out there, like with dates and stuff, but apparently it's just hot dog typed out in numbers. Right. And, Which and that's you know, I wonder the H A W T D A W T the original person to find that. I wonder if uh, I wonder how they how they came across that. How they yeah, that because out. I definitely didn't even try anything over four digits because I was assuming it was like a traditional like phone password. I, I, I thought it was going to be like a date or something that was important. Yeah. I tried I think eight digits. One attempt. <laughs> really? <laughs> I tried like triple zero. Yeah, I did not like, even uh, know that was a thing. I, tried, like, I, I literally I tried Chloe's birthday and then I was like, I was like, okay, do something else for a while. So I didn't actually I end up. up playing the game, but I'm gonna go back and do it. Um. Yeah, I tried. I went up to eight digits because I tried. I tried different dates. I tried December sixteenth, two thousand four. So I did like twelve sixteen, two thousand fourteen. Uh, 16, 12, 2014, I did, uh, December 20th, I did, um, like 2006, I did February 8th, 2007, just like basically all the like dates that were pointed out in the game, I tried and, but I mean, I tried for a lot and finally I just like, I texted Jamie and I was like, what the fuck is this password? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was basically mine. I was, I tried a few numbers. And as I was in the middle of trying them, Amy was next to me and she was texting uh, Tomorrow Heart. And uh, she was like, what the hell? Did you figure out the password to the phone? And he was like, "Uh, yeah, it's super esoteric and there's like no hint to it in the game. And so we were like, oh, well, then just tell us. And he was like, yeah, it's hot dog. And it's like, how are you supposed (laughs) to figure that out? (laughs) 
Oh boy. Um, I'm trying to find find like that conversation. Joy. I know. Of, uh, like what the password is, but I just. God, I just. It's gonna go completely off topic. If I have a little bit of a story time. Well, I know. You guys are down. Before we get into that, I know Edward and Michelle were legitimately surprised at the fact that people figured it out so quickly. I saw on Twitter, they were like, how did people figure this out already? Like, <laughs> so, like they legitimately wanted it to take a little bit, but uh, people it was cracked within like, hot dog, within like an hour and a half of the game launching. <laughs> so, um, what's your story, Jamie? Yeah. So, um, so I'm trying to find this because I had a little bit of a theory um, regarding the ending, which I'm trying to find because I need to kind of like find the notes that I wrote. And mm-hmm. the only notes I did write are with a conversation of that I had with Joey. But I just saw an image that really, it made me laugh because I was playing Arkham Knight a few weeks, uh, like last week, right? Mm-hmm. To kill time. And uh, there's a moment where Robin is in, like, a certain situation. But I forgot he had, like, how dark and brooding, like, the Batman Arkham series is. That Robin was wearing the fucking TV, like, the 1960s Adam West era costume. (laughs) And I was, like, fucking losing my shit. (laughs) It looked so ridiculous. (laughs) I was like, it was really hard to take him seriously. You're talking about, like, the Speedos? It looks like, uh... Yeah, like the like the boy wonder like straight Fucking up Burt Ward. <laughs> in the game, it looks like Griffin McElroy in a yeah. Robin costume. All right, but okay, I've I've got the theory <laughs> ready for later. Um, but yeah, mustard party. It's a fun game. It is. Uh, so if you haven't had the pleasure of playing yet, it plays a lot like Flappy Bird. You get points from both your mustard squeezes so if you if you hold down while you like if you continue to propel yourself into the air by mustard then that that gives you points as well as i give that it, i believe it's like a point per second for every time that you're holding it and then you also get 10 points i believe it is from each mustard packet that is suspended by vulture <laughs> uh <laughs> You don't get any extra points. I was trying to like put out the uh, the grills by dousing oh, them in mustard. By mustard in them. <laughs> um, but you don't get anything extra for that. Yeah. Neither do you get you anything do. by covering the vultures in mustard. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't play this yet because this is awesome. Just hearing the description. It really is. The music is really amazing too. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun little game. It's a fun little distraction. And... Uh, you can actually run on the ground, so it's not like if you hit the ground, you die, like in Flappy Bird. But you do, if you hit the grills, or if you hit one of the vultures, uh, you're then you're out of here. So everybody, give um, your top scores. I just I just want to say, before I do give the score, though, I, I'll, I guess I'll save mine till last. Okay. Sure. I'm going to, whenever... Okay, I'll get to that whenever Jamie says his score. I got, like... I tried it twice. And the first time I didn't even... The, your challenge is actually to, like... You have to, like, surpass 500, I think. Um, yeah, something like that. 
The first time yeah, I tried, it's, I, it's low. It's lower than that. It's oh, like okay. two sixty-five, I think. Okay. okay. Well, the first time I played, it's, I didn't even beat that. I like died before then, and then the second, my second attempt, which is my last attempt, I haven't played it since then. I got like I think it was around seven eighty. I don't remember the exact score, but it was seven hundred and eighty. It was nearly eight hundred. I got. I did two attempts as well. I got just over three hundred. I think like 303 in my first attempt and then I got like 580 something in my second attempt. Uh but I stopped playing because I knew I knew if I kept playing it I would be there for hours. <laughs> this is just absolutely something that would that I would sit there for hours playing. So that's why like I had to like force myself to stop playing. What was uh Sean, you said you played it or no? No, um, I didn't get to play it because I didn't know the password and I haven't played it yet again. I've only played it once oh, okay. so far. The okay. game, I mean. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but um, I'm sad because I, like, I wanted to play it, but like I just didn't had no ideas for what the password could be. And then I gave up. <laughs> I literally had one attempt and I gave up because I just didn't know what I was going to put in there. And Well, I thought I'd have a look around and I'd like find something maybe, but I didn't find anything to put in there. So... Oh, well, now you know, and you can go back and... Mayhaps I will. Maybe highlight. I'll beat all of your scores. <laughs> well, Jamie, it's time you tell us yours. Okay, so I want to I wanna just throw this out there before I give the score. I've put a total, out, um, total amount of 13 hours into Captain Spirit. Mm-hmm. I guess about... Well, at least half of those during playing actual mustard party <laughs> so my my high score is 4657 that's impressive 447 yeah. you're, you're definitely mustarding big yeah uh, 4657 you said I'm yeah coming for your brand. so if you if you can beat jamie's score uh take a screenshot and I've tweet, seen tweet it at Blackwell, Blackwell PDcast. PDcast. But, yeah. I've only seen two people beat that score. Both of them worked on the game. Right. <laughs> like, apparently, the in Apparently, um, Norman said um, his score was, like, in the 9,000s. Oh, shit. And uh, there is, like, a maximum wow. speed you can get. It's over 9,000. Um... I hate that reference. And, uh, Hell, yeah. 9,000. <laughs> Shut up, Nappa. I haven't seen the series, but I know who Nappa is. I feel like the only exposure I have to Dragon Ball is the Mega 64, like the Freezer saga in like five minutes. Those videos are fucking amazing. They are. Think of like really, really low budget Dragon Ball. It's. I saw. A... What? I saw, uh, it was this, it was this, like, sphinx cat that was, like, laying on, uh, that was laying on this couch, or, or it was, like, playing or something, I don't know. And it had, it had one arm out, it looked like it was, like, boxing, so it looked like it was, like, in punching stance. It was stanced up. And they, <laughs> someone, uh, photoshopped it to, uh, what's the new Dragon Ball Z? With the, oh, with super. the super. Super. Someone photoshopped it over the, uh, like, the, the cat character's body and like punching son goku and uh <laughs> it cracked me up but anyway so i'll stop talking about dragon ball z you know oh, uh, boy. <laughs> um 
Yeah, Mustard Party. Yeah, it's fun. It's free. So if you can beat um, Jamie's score, we really want it on the App Store. Yeah, please, please bring that to mobile. Um, uh, if you can beat Jamie's high score, tweet it to us. Uh, also to. You. Just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh um, we're going to should we should we talk about that or should we just save it talk about what the his idea extra he life had plan yeah the what now the extra life plan oh yeah we yeah let's talk about that it's give a little bit of tease what, what it okay has. so one of the things that we're going to have for uh this year's extra life will be a mustard party 2 tournament Still working out logistics. Uh, we're probably going to have some sort of like donation betting system on who thinks who will win, and uh, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out to like to make it interactive and fun, and we'll have a little mm-hmm. competition between ourselves of of uh, who can get the highest score on sc- on stream. So uh, and maybe maybe if it coincides with our ability to have a guest on, maybe we can have a I guess like, playing, yeah. But we'll see. That that is definitely tentative. But uh, yeah. But we'll hopefully get it work working. Right. Oh, shit. So well, if they release it on app, then it will be easier for all of us. be zappity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be hard to do screen share though. Well, Discord now has. Um... Oh, that you know that is an alternative we could have done too. Is just an actual. We've had a lot of problems with this with this episode. Yeah. With, uh... <laughs> Uh, something we, we went on to Discord. Actually, do a <laughs> Discord call instead of being in the server. But anyway, uh, now that Discord actually has screen sharing with audio, it'll be um, it'll be a little bit easier to set that up for doing the tournament. Yeah. So look forward to that. The end of the year, but anyway, I digress. So shall we um, start talking about the ending then? Yes, let's. Okay, so we mentioned previously um, that Charlie falls asleep, wakes up, falls over, causes a bit of a uh-oh noise, and um, Claire knocks on the door, well, rings the doorbell, see everything all right. And now, all right, I'm going to go over the different, um, this, the overall, there's three ways this can go, right? All right. Okay. Um... I'm I'm just gonna call them what they are. There's the bad one, like the really bad one, where Claire says, "All right, I've heard enough. Stephen and I are coming over. We're gonna take you away." That's the very bad one. The second one is where um, Claire's kind of doubtful about everything going on. She's kind of like suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is oblivious, where she has no idea. No idea. Okay. I feel like I've got two of those. But not yeah, the, really the, bad one. the oblivious one is like you actually get a little bit more, learn a little bit more about how how Charlie sees, how Charlie thinks Chris sees him. Uh-huh. Um, but you have to do, like do very specific things to get it. You can't do the um, take the garbage out. Um, right. You have to choose very specific dialogue options, like video games, um, pine tree, and. Um, didn't hear a noise. Those are like the free that you kind of have to go for. I actually I chose all of those options, but I did yeah. take out the recycling. So and I, you also yeah. have to have armor on, so basically your bruises isn't showing. Right. 
Which uh, is, um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, also, too, another, another uh, just a quick aside, another little interactive thing. The house is very interactive, and the outside is very interactive. You can also make, make Charlie uh, some mac and cheese, and... Yeah, it almost, Charlie. it almost, uh, you know, speaking, of, speaking of Charlie, I want to talk about the mac and cheese. He's almost a sympathetic character. He's yeah. just, do what? I want to talk about the mac and cheese because I thought <laughs> I was making that for right. myself. <laughs> I thought I was making that for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was really upset because I was like, oh yeah, Chris treat yourself. And then he takes it's done and then he takes it over to charlie and i'm like excuse me this is for you chris not for charlie <laughs> i was really upset about it i just really wanted chris to have well, ultimately I don't know. it really bothered me because i didn't understand that i was making it for someone else ultimately the joke's on charlie because chris doesn't even put any water in the mac and cheese so you don't want to eat that mac and cheese anyway. yeah well nor does he it's also the in top. the refrigerator so i'm assuming it's some sort of special mac and cheese <laughs> that just needs to be microwaved and <laughs> not and not like the like the yes. pantry stored like bowl of mac and cheese we have you those here. water yeah i don't i don't think it's like easy mac i think it's like yeah already it's made like, like heated up but he doesn't take off it's the like top, tesco like, mac and cheese or something no <laughs> like ready meal <laughs> which you know Granted, like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> expecting, nor am I holding it against them for not, like, yeah, m- like, modeling in the, like, the different stages of mac and cheese and, like, adding extra <laughs> animations to, to want, make it real world. I have to I suspend want, your disbelief for that, but... I want the mac and cheese minigame. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want it to be super realistic, and you put the cheese powder in there, and it gets all over the camera. <laughs> <laughs> you open it, it won't open easily, and then you finally get it open. And it just flies I everywhere. Are your noodles? <laughs> yeah. Man. It's a cooking mama mini game. <laughs> um, but going back, I you almost want to sympathize with Charlie. He's almost a sympathetic character. I mean, I can't. I especially with the parallels of like my relationship with my stepfather when I was a kid, which we talked about, uh, and all that, like there's just some inexcusable things that, so I can't, I can't sympathize with him. Like I just yeah. have that in me. I'm definitely but where you are with that. There's, I, I like mean, there's like these moments that they share where it's almost like you want, it's like, like God, you want that to be their relationship. You want like yeah. where they have the moment with the Mac and cheese, where Charlie is like, you make the bet. Like, Chris is like, mom always made the best mac and cheese. And then Charlie is like, you make the best mac and cheese. They have these little little tender moments where you want that to be their relationship. And it's painful. It's painful that they don't have that. But then Charlie goes back to fucking drinking and screaming at the, uh, at the, uh, the the game, the sports ball. And, uh, it's like, well, you're just, you're kind of, you're kind of irredeemable as you are. The thing is, I feel like if you're gonna, like, Chris has, like, an amazing imagination, right? Right. And that's that clearly shown in Captain <clears throat> Spirit. It feels like what Charlie is doing, it's kind of ripping that away from him a little bit. I really, and, I would say, I would say it's kind of the opposite. It's more galvanizing. I know, yeah. like, speaking personally, when I was going through um, very similar, similar things, like, 
my imagination was all I had. I kind of sequestered away from like real people and it was just, I was like sucked up into my own imagination. You create this other world for yourself and that's where you hide. It's like your safe space. Yeah. It's almost like he's, he's like pushing Chris further into it. Right. That was the impression I got anyway. Is that it was sort of galvanizing that. Um, but what were you saying? Did we lose you, Jamie? What? No, I was, um, <laughs> I just realized I was an idiot. Uh, so, uh, I, I completely, okay. <laughs> I completely, I don't know what the hell I was saying. I was like, I was like, if you're gonna, don't, like, take away, like, the only thing, like, a child has, I guess, but. Oh. Uh. Because, like, yeah. you know, basically, like, telling Chris to grow the hell up and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what was like, fuck you. You know, it's like, it's the one thing that is keeping Chris somewhat happy. Yeah, right. you know. You definitely have keeping a point a there. Child. Like, with him, like, telling him to grow up, and he, he even tells him, like, you're not a baby anymore. Like, yeah, that's, you definitely have a point in saying that. But I think, like, he's trying to do that, but... I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I guess we can't really form an opinion on whether it is, like, pushing Chris further into that or taking him out of it because we only see a single morning. But, uh, right. I, I don't know, maybe we'll see more of that in yeah. uh, Season 2. That that uh, interchange, by the way, and I don't know how the conversations vary, but uh, the, where he's just, like, taking him down and, like, making fun of him for crying and... He, like, says how he can see his mother and that her death was his fault. Like, I felt like that was... I mean, there are a lot of really hard moments in Life is Strange and, you know, some really, really heavy stuff. But, Mm -hmm. damn, that, like, that was brutal. That was really hard to watch. Yeah. Did I... Did I talk about, um, like, the specifics about what Charlie says to Chris if you choose, like, the oblivious ending? No, I don't think so. No, no. It's basically... Uh, no, you know the way it's like you uh, and like the other two was like oh you know you should have got rid of her. Yeah. And basically, mm-hmm. Charlie. Uh, Charlie's like you know, it's like uh, well Chris says you know I covered it. It's cool. It's like you don't have to cover me. Why? Because you're ashamed of having a drunk dad. It's like either way we yeah. lose. We really right. do. Yeah, I mean, there's no winning. There's no winning with him. Yeah, it's basically uh, Charlie didn't want Chris to cover for him, even though, in the other two, it was like, you know, you sh- could have, you know, you could have got rid of her. It's like, um, I'm, I'm a yeah. kid. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and it's right. interesting too because it's like, uh, uh, Chris almost is the adult. Yeah. In this situation, <laughs> you know, he's. He's doing a lot more than Charlie is, and um, you know, just as far as like his composure and like when he, even when he's talking to Miss Reynolds, and she says, um, "Well, at least in my conversation, she said, I 'I'm glad you're taking care yeah, of your dad.'" Yeah, same. Right. And I thought that was really, like, and that was an interesting line. I mean, we see Chris too doing like, I mean, Charlie made made the eggs, which oh, that was another thing that made me chuckle uh, because that was before it started getting super heavy. It was like. He hands, he gives you the eggs and toast, and he says, "What were you expecting? A waffle?" waffle? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that was a nice little. Nice I didn't little even realize out. that at the time. Um, but the, uh, I mean, we see Chris is taking care of everything around the house while 
Charlie is just kind of drinking and watching sports and stuff and falling asleep. But I mean, like if you so choose to do it, you, you take out the trash, you do the, you do the laundry and it's, it's you can shovel the snow. It's Chris's innocence yeah, too. Like, that, like his like naive innocence where he's like, he wants to do right by his dad. He wants to like, he wants his dad to love him. You know, it's like, he's this yeah. nine year old kid. It's really like at the time, like I was like, Oh, like he's just like, it's it's just like him playing like and he makes it all into games and stuff and then like kind of like a little bit for us like no like Chris shouldn't like be doing all of this like that's he's a kid like he should be like doing like what he wants to do not looking after his dad and like doing everything for his dad right. like especially just like it's just a s- small things I don't know it was like really like heartbreaking like once I realized that like even though he was having to look after his dad and do everything around the house like he was there was still like such a naivety to it Hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It, it is heart. It is heart wrenching. And. And, of course, is very heavy, as we know. It's just. That's mm-hmm. life is strange. Life is yeah. heavy. Um. And basically, Chris. It's basically just tra- basically begging Charlie to stop, and, Chris. And and Charlie says the one thing that I was like, I hate you. I really, really hate you. Now, basically saying if it wasn't for Chris, you know. Um, like your Emily mom would still be the, alive. Yeah. That was like, I hate you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no redeemable features. And, you know, Chris runs out. Um, climbs a tree. Fucking, he didn't, he didn't even put on his boots. I know. No, that was out barefoot. that was like yeah. it was like come on man, put on your shoes. You're gonna, yeah, gonna get sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're gonna be cold. Then he tries to climb up the treehouse, um, falls. Then the big reveal. Right. He's a power boy. So that <laughs> Maybe. was my my first because I I didn't do anything except for the water eater. Um, and put on the bandages when I first came across the ending. And so I was like, there's no, like, I was like, this is just straight up the bad end, right? Like he, and the way that I thought when he sees, when he sees, uh, Steven and whatever the other one's name it's is. Not Steven. I don't think it is. Oh wait, it probably is. Yeah. I think it is. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought originally there's a, there's something that, uh, Chris says earlier in the game where he talks about like, um, having to leave his friend and he's like, even though, um, even though he's just on the other side of town, I think it's when you look at the map, he's like, oh, he's yeah, just on the other the side other, of the town. Yeah, it's his friend's like, name Hal. with like an H. Hal. Hal, yeah. 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 So I thought originally that that was his friends that he had left when they moved. And I was like, I was like, fuck, like Chris just fell this tree. He's in like, like, this is like not real. Like, this is like, comatose type thing or like what you see when you're dying and i was like fuck i just got straight up bad end didn't i and i was like this sucks i started crying and i think like, this fucking sucks yeah. um yeah and, and i told I, like joey messaged me is like uh he messaged me is like i think i got the uh, i think i got the bad end <laughs> yeah i was like i was like there's i was like fuck like i just killed chris <laughs> i was like yeah. uh but i mean i guess i guess we, even with uh with Life is Strange 1, 
season one, we see that it's it's it probably will be like actual powers. If mm. I imagine, I don't think they'll go the route of of like, yeah, Chris is actually in a coma, and like the events of season two are actually like in his head, right? Yeah, so it's interesting that you bring that up because, like, when when he falls out of the the or when he falls up the ladder, and then he goes down and he's like suspended in midair, and then he like gently goes to the ground. It's like mm-hmm. I have so many questions because throughout the game you see him like he's he's always doing that thing where he has like telekinesis and he's moving things and lifting them up, and throughout the whole thing I'm like, is this in his head? Is this like his imagination? Like you know, telling him he actually has powers or does he really and nobody knows. And when he, at the very end, when he like floats to the ground and then he gets up and he sees the other kids, it's like, if that actually happened, they must have seen it. Yeah. So well, what does that mean? It obviously looks like they did see it. Like, yeah. they're both yeah. like facing him. Like, I don't know. It seems like they should have seen it, but somebody, uh, I think it was, so it actually might have been tomorrow hard again. He said that uh there was a rumor that he heard that it that chris is gonna be like a side character and that you'll actually be playing as one of the neighbor kids uh and so and so he said that one of them has the powers and they caught chris and the reason that the uh, two of them aren't freaking out about it is because they're brothers and whichever one has the powers the other one knows and so they just like caught Chris, and that's why they're just like, "Hey!" And they're I don't know, maybe they're gonna try try to like play it off or something. He but, uh, he said I saw him say that, and he said that it was like all but confirmed. But I don't know what that's like based on. I haven't seen or heard like any sort of substantiation to that. Yeah, yeah. so I haven't I, heard I haven't heard anything about like rumors that Chris won't be the main character or anything. I've but, heard right. rumors. Uh, I've always up until he's. Yeah, up until Tomorrow Heart said that, I assumed that Chris would be the main character, and this was just a little pre- Yeah, yeah I've heard rumors that the two boys at the end are the main characters, or, like, the protagonists for season two. How true that is, I don't know, but that's what I think people are saying. It's interesting. Because, it would be interesting, yeah. Because now if it's, we play back possible. into the bad ending that Jamie said, that... Miss Reynolds is basically like, we're going to take you out of this house. If you are playing as um, one of the brothers, it could very well start like a few months after the events of Captain Spirit, or maybe even a year. And Chris could be adopted into their family, and he could essentially be like one of your brothers. And so you could be playing the, the oldest brother, and Chris will still be a huge part of the game in that he's like your brother, but, uh, He's just, you know, he's just a side character, and so, yeah. uh, and so we get yeah. some like history with him because that also plays into even if you don't get the bad ending where she does straight up say, you know, we're taking you away. There are you can find in the game emails from like child protective services and stuff implying yeah. that like and his grandparents, yeah, yeah, yeah and his grandparents mm-hmm. implying that like, you know, people know what the situation is yeah. with like Charlie and like his, you know, and his problem, and so. You know, even if you don't get the ending, the basis for, like, Charlie... I mean, for Chris possibly being taken away is still there. Uh, right. Yeah, for sure. I, I would love to believe this theory, um, just because I think it would be really interesting, like, just to have Captain Spirit as its own, like, sort of bridge into that mm-hmm. plot line. The only thing that prevents me from believing it wholeheartedly is that... And this is kind of trivial, but when you download Captain Spirit, it's 
it says play demo and that leads me to believe right, that and that's this how is a small piece yeah. of a larger game revolving I, around Chris. and i feel like um there's a lot of there is a lot of um like lore regarding like chris's kind of story right so i feel like it would kind of be a bad thing if they kind of just shoehorned him to the side you know well, well, we know, I mean, we know Chris will be in season two. Yeah, I know, um, but I feel like if they were going to, like, you know, just push him to the side, kind of, like, sh- showcase other two characters, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, I, don't, I really don't know how to feel about that, if, so, ish, if true, but I'm kind of trying to keep an open mind at it. Um, Here's what, here's what, with clearer eyes and clearer mind, I've kind of gathered kind of put together um so we can see from the pre-order that there is a pre-order bonus that gives you uh certain extra customization things for your bag which i'm assuming like max's camera or uh even her journal the your backpack is going to play a role so what here's like after seeing that here's what i'm thinking is it is going to take take place uh, sometime after Captain Spirit, um, and it'll probably be it'll probably be with Chris in school. Uh, I imagine he will have befriended uh, Stephen and the other boy, and they will be. It'll be like kind of the story of of them. I think my thought my th- my thought is that it'll be kind of uh, the tone of it will be playing about how there's like the chance for a better life through these other kids and how like it befriending them kind of helps him out of the despondency of, of his life now where he's kind of alone with just Charlie also to the, with them smiling and waving at him and all that, it, it, it does seem to set up for like, uh, I imagine the drama will be, this is just all my theory anyway, the drama the 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 crux of the drama will be Chris trying to separate himself from his home life through the aid of these boys and whereas Charlie not letting go of that and so there will probably be like the contention will be with uh Charlie trying to keep Chris away from outside where it would like show Charlie being as the bad guy uh but I mean, there's still, you know, there's still quite a bit that can that can be that we don't even see happen. Because I mean, we know we know like with season one, Chloe had Chloe had the the home life drama as well. But then there was still something much greater afoot, you know, with with Jefferson and everything. Um, right. So there very well could be elements of that as well, where we have like a sort of bigger scenario and even though charlie and chris's relationship is a huge point of contention it is like that it it also is not the entire scenario because captain spirit is just kind of a snippet right well Um, and I, i think that's a good point to bring up because it's like you have to wonder why i mean it's probably also just to hype people up but it's like why would they release this before the full game right uh i think and i have also a theory about that thought on that is the the release of captain spirit uh being that is because they knew life is strange 2 would be quite 
quite different from season one. And so it was kind of, they released it for free. So anybody could play it. Not only does it serve as like setting up the story for season two, but it also kind of eases people away from the events of season one and before the storm into season two, because it is going to be so different. So from, from a standpoint of like selling the game, even to, hardcore fans of the franchise um or well i mean i think hardcore fans of the franchise we're gonna we're gonna get it anyway but sort of selling it to people who maybe weren't going to come around to the fact that it was no longer going to be about max and chloe or chloe and rachel or any of that uh releasing that was a smart move as kind of like hey look we're still very capable of making worlds or making stories and characters that you can fall in love with just as easy as you were able to fall in love with Max and Chloe and their, in their story. So I think, uh, I think that was probably from a, like removing any sort of like is managing more... expectations. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the, the TLDR TLDL right. that, way to say that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Uh, actually. And I, I think it definitely worked because I've yeah. seen over the past few days since it launched on Twitter, I've seen so many people tweet, I was really wary about season two after hearing it wouldn't be about Max and Chloe, but like Kevin Spirit has changed my mind. So right, I think if that was their intention, I think they definitely nailed it. Uh, yeah. So good job. <laughs> Don't know. Um, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I'm excited. That's, that's what I think. That's what I think. I'll uh, we'll, we'll get Toby back on the show and let let him confirm it for Pick me. Pick his brain. Yeah. Right. Uh, tell me how smart I am, Jamie. I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear this evidence that you have about the the heavy breathing phone call. Oh, uh, it wasn't really evidence. It was basically confirming that um, that Claire said that her grandkids are staying over for uh, right Christmas and that they're there right now. Okay. At the house, basically um, said, and she said, you know, you can come by and visit them later this evening. Okay. If you want. I'm gonna give you guys. Weird my- way to. My wacky what? theory. I'm good. Yeah, I want to hear it. Okay, it's wacky. I'm ready. I'm gonna preface it. It's out there. Um. So windshield wipers on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we know that like Emily Emily died in this accident. Uh, it was like a hit and run, but the perpetrator was never caught. Uh, and then there's also this other newspaper we pick up that says that uh, a woman was killed by a police officer in Seattle, and then the police officer (laughs) was subsequently murdered, uh, which is still under investigation. Um, So, I don't know. I see, just from that case, I see, like, two mysterious deaths, two murders. Um, And (laughs) my my idea is so ridiculous, but I love it. Um, (laughs) If, I'm, I'm thinking... It, this is this is what my stupid theory hinges on. If season two starts and Miss Reynolds, the neighbor, has been killed, <laughs> if she has been murdered, oh shit! My uh my theory is that there is some kind of like crazy murderer, uh and that fact because because my my implication is that the person that picked up the phone is like some like crazy murderer person that was inside their house, um, uh, mm-hmm. but I think that just comboed with like. Um, this whole prevailing theme of like superheroes and fighting evil and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. the obvious presence of somebody 
be it Chris or the neighbor kids or whatever, somebody has superpowers. Um, mm -hmm. I was just thinking that season two might have this sort of theme of like vigilanteism and like becoming a superhero and like fighting evil uh, using his powers. Um, it's really out there and I, I think it would be fun. Uh, I think it would be very different, um, especially seeing as Chris is so young. Uh, but um, maybe it could even be a few years in the future uh, when Chris right. has gotten a bit older. But uh, I do think it is a wild theory, but that was, like, one of the first things I thought. That was what my head was I trying mean, to make sense of, like, the creepy breathing I on mean, the it's phone. not that wild. Like, we've seen some wild stuff in Life is Strange, to be fair. Like, it's yeah, not right. that out there. Besides, like, that, I feel like if they're going down this route of, like, having powers again, there's always going to have to be an antagonist in the story. And we don't right. know anything about that. So right. I feel like it's not that wild. I also, mean, too, I feel like it, it, it fits into the thematic yeah. thing of where you can say the the message of season two will be, like, uh, you don't need to have superpowers to be a superhero. You can save yeah. people's lives. You can, like, turn these things around, which we see being true with, like, Before the Storm and stuff like in uh, season one, even. Even, though even with season one powers. with the... Um with the even with um even uh kind of just going kind of even with like the different subjects through the everyday hero contest in right. episode five seeing all those different examples there like firefighters and all that stuff right so it 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 fits it fits the the message i think mm -hmm. that life is strange has had throughout throughout the previous titles uh so that's why like that's another reason why i really liked your theory zach um, is because it, it, it's plausible because it, it, it fits into the message that um, like you'll you'll see this like if it is if it does center around Chris and like trying to solve some mystery or like trying to navigate these type of things it still centers on like the whole message of the way you treat people and the way you approach people and stuff like that being like life-saving things to people who are struggling and people who are suffering that being uh being like a major theme throughout it so it, it does i mean it makes it completely plausible and i'll be i'll be i i, I like that and i think it's it's much more grounded than some theories that we've seen like can can jefferson fly and shit like that my, my theory <laughs> i i did have like a theory which was kind of off the cuff and i did tell joey about this <laughs> it's a bit weird and it's basically going off um life is strange one and a little bit of before the storm because with the farewell episode it was advertised to play as max one final time right 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 i was thinking she might turn up in season two. Oh yeah which is a bit fucking ridiculous as is because i was thinking Whoever has the powers, which I was thinking Chris at the time, but now I don't fucking know, right? Right. Yeah. The person... Oh, shit. The, like, the person who would have the most um, experience with this, and to tell there are consequences with these gifts or curses, whatever the fuck it is, would be Max, right? Right. It's possible. I would... I, I don't... I would love it. <laughs> I, I don't personally see how they could like 
how they could work that in. Yeah, because with it being like, I think the I think the accepted theory is that regardless of the endings you get, um, in season one, uh, you're both kind of you're kind of under the assumption that the storm was because Max like used her powers and like fucked up the timeline and you, this was just like the universe setting things straight. Uh, right. I think that would imply that she wasn't going to use her powers anymore, which, I mean, you know, I guess she could theoretically reach out to other, like, people with powers, but, like, how the hell is she going to find them or anything? Uh, right. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't I would be also, surprised it, if there's some kind of mention of Max and or Chloe. Uh, yeah. I would be very surprised and also pleased if they like made an appearance at all like even briefly like a little cameo. i feel like i mean uh but right. there, there would ha- surely there would have to be some kind of like mention or something like that like i feel like if a whole like if we're going by the just like obviously it's two very different endings but like just as an example like destroying the whole of whole of arcadia bay like there's no way there's like no other town in oregon would know about that, right? Like, a whole town gets wiped out by right. a random tornado. Yeah. Like, people are going to know about it. Or, like, by a storm. Like, Even yeah. three years later, right? Yeah. It's not going it, to... Like, people aren't going to stop talking no. about that easily. I think... Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's difficult to even bring them in at all without inadvertently canonizing yeah or like even something like having like an infamous like teacher at a local high school be a murderer like Mm -hmm. something like that that like that's something people aren't gonna forget about or like people are gonna talk about it especially if it's in that close area as well i don't know right right i think i think uh it's like with just what little bit we're given it would like exist in sort of a another alternate timeline altogether yeah. from like the events of season one where these people still existed but it's still kind of an alternate timeline yeah. from that but there is one thing there is one very interesting thing that stuck with me and i don't know if it's actually like has any significance whatsoever or if it's if it was just like circumstance in the opening in the opening uh cinematic for uh for Captain Spirit, when it's panning from the road to the little house, we see and we see this uh, this flock of birds that are in the middle of the sky, and it's a, it's a large group of them, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of like flying around in like ways that birds do, but like they're all kind yeah. of like it like kind of convulses in on itself and all that which i mean is like normal bird behavior but also too that is something that we've seen with like with like fucky time shit going on we see like animals acting strange and stuff like that and the fact that it's december and there's this huge flock of birds in the pacific northwest in december that hasn't like migrated and not only that like i mean there are some birds that sure would still be around but the fact that there's such a large flock of them and they are like just out and about during the middle of the day um, in December in Oregon when there's like, when it's obviously very much winter. I wonder if there's any, if that was like any sort of like setup for like, there will be some more, uh, some more like 
kind of metaphysical, like what the fuck is going on type shit with mm. with uh, Beaver Creek. That's a good Some, point. Uh, yeah, I didn't that's even critical thinking right there. I didn't even I think like about that. the fact that there was like birds hanging out and the you know hanging out in the middle of winter and also that we kind of saw some of that with like max powers messing with like the local Wait. ecosystem don't raccoons hibernate <laughs> maybe uh, do they? i don't know i don't know enough about raccoons right on the next episode <laughs> we'll be interviewing up. a raccoon specialist <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll be interviewing bradley cooper <laughs> you know, yeah. on the forefront of uh, raccoon studies yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, you spent I mean, a year as a raccoon to get a role on his rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, all that said, like, yeah, I'm always down for more, like, you know, little Easter eggs like that, and even it, it it's it's not necessary. Although, like, I don't know, I'm content with the little ones that they already have, or in my mind, they are. I don't know if it was intentional, like. There was something that Chris said about if I could go back and change the course of events or, like, if I could go back in time. It's just, like, a little thing. I felt like... Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Exactly. No, thank you for that. Like, I was... uh, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, (laughs) And also... um, I just like the way that um, when Chris does use his power, he sticks his hand out like Max does. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, it's a nice little reminder of where we've been. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, don't forget your roots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like we should, um, I don't want to be the one to... Uh, to wrap it up. Yeah, I, yeah, because we're almost two hours, like, yeah. and... Right. We uh, we've officially talked about Captain Spirit more than the actual episode is. Right. Well, make so sh- um, we'll make sure to when this episode comes out, we'll tell you to play Captain Spirit while you listen. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it'll definitely get <laughs> oh. you through. Podcast um, commentary for yeah. Captain Spirit. So that's our thoughts on Captain Spirit. Um, let us know in the comments what you guys think. Um, you know, we we personally enjoyed it. Um, we're looking forward for um. Life is Strange 2 on September 27th. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely tell us tell us what you think about the game. We want to we want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, also too, like if uh, one thing going back to like technical stuff, there was a uh, I did notice with like the credits, which is not that big of a deal because you don't even have to watch the credits, but like the text was kind of jumpy with like it was it was weird. Hmm. It was like It seemed it seemed like it was a big like going down and then up again yeah it was it was jittery um so you know if if there were any glaring technical issues i know i've seen some people like t-posing and like other people's (laughs) playthroughs and stuff certain certain dominance um because like i think it was like when chris was doing like the washing up yeah it gets like charlie got so angry he (laughs) t-posed yeah yeah Assert his dominance over, over Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyway. But yeah, let us let us know what your thoughts are. Um, yeah. You can talk about it in Discord. We got a channel set up if you want to mm-hmm. come discuss it Full there. Spoilers. Come to the Discord um, and tell us your wacky theories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought about it. Uh, uh, one thing I am hoping to see in season two is some mention of a podcast. 
Yeah, please. <laughs> Don't know. We've been doing this wink, for almost wink. three years. <laughs> for three years. Please. Three years by the time episode one comes out. Uh, you know, maybe just, like, talk about how, like, there was this group doing a podcast and they died. And That's what I was well, going to say. They died. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would come, Joey? <laughs> Uh, what will what will come first? Us getting referenced in Life is Strange or we us actually interviewing the Don't Nod boys? <laughs> like actually having like a yeah. actual interview, yeah. <laughs> uh good question. Uh, <laughs> Time will tell. Anyway. We need to T pose on Don't Nod. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Put us in the game or else we'll come to France and T pose on your Um so let's talk about announcements, huh? Yeah. Uh, so our next episode is going to be about Hell is Empty, because we've been putting it off a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Um, then I guess episode after that will be the farewell episode. Um, and then that'll be kind of like towards the um, our three-year anniversary, which is bonkers. Um, next month, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, so we're planning on something. Um which I guess it'll be just a surprise when it comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm looking forward for. Um, and I guess that's really it. We'll maybe um, have some interviews and we'll see how things goes. But we just want to get these free, um, these episodes out that we've already planned. Right. Really, that's kind of like the big thing that we need to do <laughs> because we, we've been putting it off. Right. Because we're gonna have we're gonna have. When episode one hits, we're going to have quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, and there's already a lot of stuff to talk about uh, with Captain Spirit, even though we've we've gone on for, for over two hours now. Mm-hmm. There's still there's still plenty to talk about. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, so that's the that's the immediate uh, episodes coming up. We're going to try to try mm-hmm. to get some interviews, uh, see what we can do. Um, I would like to get Christian back on the show at some point. Yeah, now that definitely. now that we have Captain Spirit in season two. Yeah. Um, um, we we need to sort out Patreon hangout. Yeah. Uh, we, so we did try, but um, so basically, to anyone who's a patron of us, um, first of all, thank you um, for all the support um, with the pledges. Um, second of all, we are definitely trying, um, like met. Join the join the Discord server, um, link your Patreon account to your Discord account, and um, we'll try and organize a Patreon hangout for everybody. Uh, right, that'll fit. Let us know some times that would be good for you. Uh, mostly for us, we're looking at ideally being on the weekend at some point. Uh, but l- let us know some some time frames that would be good, so we can kind of like find some some congruent ones where we can we can have as much people on as possible uh and we are still always trying to figure out ways we can improve uh some perks for for our patrons so that's just a work in progress um Um, maybe in the comments maybe some people could suggest stuff yeah i mean if you know if you know of like like other like patron patron uh benefits exclusive stuff um just let us know if you have any ideas for that it's something we're looking into yeah we'd love to give back to the patrons a little um more because we don't really do uh, as much as we should and we feel bad about it (laughs) and we really want to do more Um, right 
So yeah, maybe maybe we can uh, maybe we can have our patrons like be a part of the mustard party tournament as well. That would be cool. We'll see. We'll figure something out. We're working on it. Uh, It's definitely something that you know we're not trying to we're not trying to like push it off or whatever. But um, it is definitely something that is Mm -hmm. on our minds. So yeah, yeah, if you have any ideas for that, uh, look forward to our episodes coming up. um, and we'll we'll keep everyone posted on Twitter if there's anything updated uh well that in the Discord server we'll like if any schedule changes or anything happen like that. Mm-hmm. Uh we're normally on top of that stuff. Um But yeah, I, uh thank you everyone who listen um who took the time to listen to our, us talking about oh. uh, Captain Spirit. You know, before before we give me just a second before we uh, before we completely sign off of here, there's right. something um, I do want to give a little bit of a shout out uh, to Adam. He has been a long time listener. He's like always commenting on our videos oh, yeah. about how much he he loves the he podcast. Loves the podcast. Yeah, he's like one of the first people every video. Yeah, it feels yeah. <laughs> it feels really good, and I just want to say like thank you. I know I like I've seen you like on every episode, and like you talk mm-hmm. about how much you love it, and it, it really stuff like that really does make it like mm-hmm. feel better about when when it can be kind of grueling to to keep trying to come up with episode ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. Seeing that you know like people love it so much uh so thank you adam just want to give a shout yeah, out to thank you, you. Yeah. i feel like he slash they um are generally also like pretty active in chat too like when we have live streams or like you know an extra life i'm pretty sure i saw them you know constantly mm-hmm. with us so yeah we appreciate and you. we we do have i mean we still have uh quite a bit of people that have been with us like since early on and we are like super appreciative we of course are like super appreciative of our new listeners but like the fact that people still listen to is they like that it hasn't gotten old for them makes it so that it doesn't get old for us and it's really super appreciated without we appreciate all of you because without you guys we um we wouldn't be doing this yeah there would be we we wouldn't have got past the pilot or anything we wouldn't have met the awesome people that are now our co-hosts um our mods as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our mods. Um, we, we, it's kind of a bit of a sappy moment here, but we've been, we've been so lucky with the podcast. We and have. We have. I, I love all of you guys. <laughs> we love you too. Oh man. Yeah. Y'all. Uh, we kind of, we kind of glazed over it, but uh, I believe it was back in April was, um, Y'all's one year anniversary with yep. us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's been so much longer. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. In a good way. It really In a good really way, does. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like, God, <laughs> you're still here. No, in, a, in a good way. It does It does yeah. feel like we've been mm-hmm. been a team for a lot longer. Uh, and that's also the anniversary for our mods as well. Um, and we've got, we've got a really good team. And I... I'm really appreciative of all the work that everybody puts in to making this an enjoyable experience for everyone. So, Ooh, I need. I also need to give someone a shout out real quick. Uh, I want to give. I want to give a shout out to Chris from Life is Strange Fans. 
oh, who right. helped make um, the new the logo for uh, our intro. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Oh yeah, it's Chris. very cool, and it um, looks awesome. It does look pretty cool. Also, um, for letting uh, the podcast host is op- um, the open mic nights for Life is Strange fans. Those yeah, I hate I wasn't able cool. to make it for that, but that is a really cool opportunity yeah, for us. Um, I always have a blast hosting them, even though uh, I'm like, it's like late as shit when, whenever we're doing them, but it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's so many talented people. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm sad I missed the last one. I, uh, I hope we do it again soon. Yeah. If we're, um, if we're throwing out shout outs, I also got to thank uh, Mike, which is uh, at rosgrease 280 on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He was the yeah. guy who, he helped me with the, oh, uh, yeah. with the, Multiple phone call like options you can get with Miss Reynolds. He was the guy who like did an extra playthrough for me just to like experiment. So thanks for that, Mike. He's he's been with us too. Like he's been a listener since like early yeah. early on. Yeah. Like if not one he's of the first listeners. Yeah, he is, and he is a patron as well. Mm-hmm. He has uh, that like icon with the black bird and the red eye, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. him. Really, really solid dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and Joey play games with him sometimes. We should play more games with him. It's been a while. It has. All right. All right. Um, let's. We need to um, wrap up the episode. So everyone, thank you so much for your, all your support. We really, really do appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. We also. Sorry. Before I just, I just remembered, we also got a submission in, uh, which his artwork actually has, uh, or their their artwork actually has uh, floated around um, Twitter uh, a little bit. And really cool. Uh, we weren't able to put it into this episode, but it was a Captain Spirit, so we'll we'll try to get that in. Uh, it was an Everyday Heroes submission, and it's the first one we've gotten in a while. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll try to get that in an episode uh, yeah. soon. We need to do an Everyday Heroes episode soon. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since. Been nice to talk about. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely use that then. I guess. So yeah, if you have uh, if you have art that you want to send to us, um, send cosplays. Music videos that you did, what have you, mm. songs. Um, we'll try to find a way to, to showcase that. Um, but for real, this time. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate yeah. it. We'll see Thank you y'all. next episode with um, Hell is Empty. Bye, guys. We love Bye. you. Bye. Bye.